Hey, what's up, y'all? So nobody's on right now, but I'm going to go ahead and start my talk. I just felt like going live. You know, I, I hardly ever do this randomly. I didn't want to schedule it ahead of time because, um, I don't know, it's just a little bit of an impromptu live. And I enjoy talking with my subscribers and getting to know other people. I want to thank everybody who has sent me an email or a DM. Also, those who have inboxed me on Facebook, I want to thank you all to everybody around the world who listens to my content and who finds inspiration in the things that I say and the things that I teach about, the experiences that I share. I appreciate it. So what I'm going to be talking about is NSPs or narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopathic people and their bullshit. Okay. Jealousy. Jealousy is becoming a huge problem in the world. I don't know if it has um, something to do with the age of Aquarius or the fact that so many people are waking up. So many people are looking at the so-called powers that be and realizing that America has been on fuck shit for a long time. So a lot of people are becoming more aware <laughs> of, of the uh, shenanigans that America has been up to. And now America's getting its ass kicked as a result of the karmic interference that America has put on other countries and its long history of sticking its nose in other people's business. But this is not just a mac macrocosmic aspect of America and other countries that have been affected by the, <coughs> the cough cough, right? It is also in, um, translating to a microcosmic aspect of individuals being handed out karma karmic retribution for the way they've treated others, for the things that they've neglected to do, whether that be healing, whether that be correcting mistakes, apologizing to others that they've um, fucked over, whatever. So we've, uh, 2020 was a, a lot of people will say, yeah, it's a fucked up year, but there are other people who say, okay, 2020 was great to them. I had, um, I think 2020 was so, so it taught me a lot of lessons. Um, I learned Hey, welcome to y'all who are in the chat. I can't see, uh, I don't know who all is here, but you know, they'll show me like a couple of people and then it'll be a lot more people watching, but welcome to everybody. So 2020 taught me a lot of lessons and it really, really made shit real. Hey, Poetic Kills, welcome. It really made shit real for me when it comes to NSPs. I saw jealousy rear its head in my life like I haven't seen since I was in fucking high school in 2020 now i graduated high school in 2002 so i was in high school from august 1998 to may of 2002 had a lot of issues with jealousy and sabotage in high school or you know attempts at sabotage in high school hey <laughs> hey love thank you for joining me i just I, I went to bed early because i was uh conked out i was drained from doing those readings earlier on the starfire alchemist so spirit told me to go to be, go take a nap and a nap turned into several hours of sleep. So now I'm up. <laughs> so um, I'll take a break tomorrow and then I'll resume the readings the next day so that I can get all 12. I mean, excuse me, all 13 out. But I want to talk about jealousy because we had a jealous president in office. So that's why many of us are seeing this energy be overwhelming within especially 
not just the world, but in the United States. We had a jealous motherfucker in office. We had a, a narc in office. And it's not to say that other uh, presidents and vice presidents haven't, you know, been narc-ish, but this was truly the most malignant narcissist that we've had in the U.S. Uh, White House for generations. I can't remember another leader, so-called leader, that was as arrogant and pompous and entitled as uh, Mr. Trump, okay? Um, be that as it may, his energy being over the so-called nation has now caused other narcs to rear their heads. You know, they feel like they have the right to say whatever the fuck they want to say and to get away with it because he said whatever the fuck he wants to say and gotten away with it. So see, he and his children, which are of the devil and his followers, and even if they're not followers, the people who are of the NSP sort or NBSP sort, narcissistic, borderline, sociopathic or psychopathic sort, are individuals who are strongly manipulated by dark energies. Now, if you don't believe in demonic possession or demonic oppressions from their bloodline, and I've noticed that the more I get into my spiritual path, the more I help others, the more I share information that can change people's lives, the more I give them healing recommendations, the more narcissists I am encountering and they're getting fucking angry with me, okay? Now, I've always had um, very, very strong intuition, even since I was a child. Like I said, I was a healer in a past life, and I had to compete with a narcissistic mother, narcissistic siblings. Like, two out of my three siblings are, well, I would say, no, one out of the three is of the narc sort. One of them is a golden child. And then the other one is like kind of like a flying monkey, but also kind of exhibited some uh, jealousy and narcissistic tendencies in a few ways. But that coming from my household, it made me very sensitive being a scapegoated child or, or a black sheep. It made me very sensitive to when women especially are jealous. Now, I can pick it up off of men, too, but I'm especially sensitive to jealousy and jealous spirits from women. Hey, Queen of the South. Yes, I'm live. I sure am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, I sure am. And um, I forgot I can just add y'all as mods from here. I tried looking for some channels and I couldn't find them. So <laughs> now I now I know. So I made y'all two moderators. And so what I was talking about in the uh, Cauc or Caucasian women um, jealousy video was my experience uh, that has not only just been going on recently, but that I've noticed over a long period of time with American so-called white women. And it really fucking sucks and it's really annoying because... One of the main reasons why American women have been jealous of me, even when I was in high school and in my early 20s. Thank you, Queen of the South. Thank you. You're welcome, Poetic Kells. You're welcome, Queen of the South. One of the things that I noticed from American Caucasian women was they were often commenting about how slim and petite I am or my figure. 
Oh, she eats just as much as I do, and she, look at how thin she is. She eats more than me. Look at how thin she is. She eats, you know, these huge uh, pieces of meat. Look at how thin she is. Did I not say, now I didn't explain this to them back then, because it wasn't my business to explain it back then, but this is the shit that had been said to me since I was in fucking high school. I was like a size zero in fucking my senior year. I've tried to gain weight, and it's very difficult for me to gain weight. It's just not in my genes to be able to gain a whole bunch of weight. It's also connected to my blood disorder. I have a high metabolism. People with sickle cell disease have a higher resting metabolism than normal people. So you're burning more calories even in resting state than the average person because your bone marrow is trying to constantly replenish red blood cells that are dying off. So it's always been difficult for me to keep weight on. But this is one of the main reasons why Caucasian females are jealous of me and jealous of women like me. You know they like, they dislike slim black women. They can't stand that shit. Yes, they cannot stand that shit. They're very, yes, Queen of the South, they can't stand that shit. They can't stand it. Hey, peace, Bronze Flat Pirate King. Welcome, welcome, welcome. They cannot stand it. It just makes their blood boil. And see, this is, and so... A comment was made to me about, well, usually, usually this, usually they put me on the spot in front of other people as if I'm supposed to. Oh, she was your hot childhood bestie was so naturally slim. She always preferred to date white men. They love her. Yeah, they like that um, archetype, that body, mm -hmm, that physique. Yep. And so, um, I have been put on the spot by them, so it's almost like a shaming tactic. Do not, do not forget how crafty NSPs are, and even if they're not diagnosed, narcissistic, sociopathic, psychopathic type of people, their behavior is what we're talking about. We're not talking about whether they have a personality disorder diagnosed. We're talking about their behavior and the craftiness of the things that they say. Yes. Slim Goody, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> ting, yes, yes, toast to that, yes, so they love to say shit like, they'll get you, they'll, they'll put you on the spot in front of a group of people, usually it will be in front of a white man, or it will be in front of other white women, and they will say, hey, six-figure days, welcome, and they will say shit like, oh, look at her. I can't, I mean, I can't believe that she's so slim. Like she eats, she eats these huge plates of food and she's so slim and she eats, or like when I was in my early twenties, I would allow myself to eat anything, child, not just anything. But I mean, like if I wanted a, pet, a bag of hot fries and uh, I wanted a beer on the side, I had it. I didn't give a fuck. You know, I cared about my health, but I allowed myself to enjoy food. I've always been a foodie. And I love different types of cuisine. If I wanted, you know, like some lasagna, you know, one serving is 750 calories, I would eat that. I would make it from scratch and eat it and, and not feel guilty at all. But I wasn't even worried about gaining weight or, or my genes because I knew it would be hard for me to gain weight. But they'll put you on the spot in front of other people and say, well, you know, she eats this and she does that and she, she doesn't gain an ounce of weight. I've been put on the spot like this numerous times by Caucasian women. And it is a it is a type of shaming. I just want you to know that they're not complimenting you. They're shaming you. 
and they want you to feel some kind of way that you might in the moment, especially if you're empathic, feel like they're complimenting you, but they're not complimenting you. They're hating. Right. <laughs> they're hating. OK, so and I explained. So this was a comment that was made recently and I explained, I said, you know. And, and so here, this person, you know, was like, oh, she's so slim. She doesn't gain any weight. And then they kind of like did the on the side of their hip like, well, look at me. You know, you know, I got I got some stuff I need to get rid of around the midsection. And she look at her. She doesn't gain any weight. And I'm put on the spot in front of a white man. Who's also trying to lose weight and get and get healthier. And I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed. But at the I didn't feel it. At first, I started to feel embarrassed and spirit said, no, rebuke that. And so what happened was, hey, Joe, welcome. Good evening. Good evening. So. At first, I'm feeling embarrassed and shit, and, and then I'm like, spirit was like, nah, I rebuked that. My higher self was like, nah, don't, don't get embarrassed. State facts. And so I said, well, she's like, oh, yeah, she ate these pork chops that were, um, she was like, um, <laughs> these pork chops are like this big, and they're like an inch and a half thick, and she eats these huge pieces of meat and doesn't gain any weight. I said, well, you got to think about it for a second. I said, number one, this is genetics. And number two, I'm eating lean protein and it keeps me full longer. So if I'm having a piece of chicken, a bone in chicken breast, I'm not eating the skin, number one. I'm baking it, number two. And I'm only eating a small portion. Even though the piece of meat might be large, I may only eat one eighth or one quarter of that total piece of meat. I'm not going to sit there necessarily eat and eat a whole chicken breast that's the size of my hand. If I'm really hungry, then yeah, I'll eat it. So I'm having lean meat with almost no fat, one carbohydrate like rice or some kind of rice, wild rice or something, or um, steamed rice. And then I'm having a vegetable, either beans, some kind of bean or broccoli or a salad on the side. And I said, you know, I don't eat, I don't do dairy except for eggs. I do dairy in the form of eggs. I do sour cream only if I'm having a baked potato or a taco. And I don't do a whole bunch of bread. So that causes my insulin resistance to be better. I don't have any pre-diabetic condition or diabetes, but my insulin resistance is better because if you look, athletes are actually eating lean protein. They're eating... If they sit down and eat a meal, your athletes, your weightlifters, they're having a large chicken breast, they're having quinoa, they're having a salad, they're having, you know, maybe a smoothie or something on the side, but they're eating a lot of protein. And that prevents you from having problems with um, putting on a lot of fat. However, if you don't actually use the protein in the form of exercising and weightlifting, your body is just going to get rid of the extra protein. Whereas with fatty products and carbohydrates, it's sugar, it's gonna be burned off quick, you're gonna be hungry again, and it's gonna be turned into fat, usually. So that is another thing. And so this person made this comment because they think that I don't know that they listen to my videos, right? They think that I don't know that they listen to my videos. <sighs> Which I figured it out a long time ago, I'm not stupid. So they listened to my videos or whatever. So I guess they were like, well, when I was talking about being trained in nutrition, I guess they were like going to make a comment about my eating habits or something and how I eat and I don't gain weight. And 
and stuff like that. And I mean, if I eat the wrong foods, then yeah, I will start putting on water weight and some weight in, in certain areas. But that's that entails eating a lot of fried foods. That's the main thing. If I eat a lot of fried foods, then that's when the weight will be put on. But I don't normally fry a lot of food on my own. That's got to be somebody else's cooking I'm eating. If I'm eating a lot of fried foods, fast food and shit, then I will put on weight. Absolutely. So let me see what the chat says. Hey, Joe. How you been? And, um... <laughs> yeah, they do not give compliments. You're right. They don't give compliments. They so damn petty and shit. And somebody wrote me an email and was like, you, it's just like, it's a damn shame you go through that. It's petty as fuck. And so... It's the comments about the physique. It's the comments about um, skin. Oh, oh, let's not get to the skin. Oh, oh, she used to talk about your weight, but you told her you're on you're on your way. Oh no, you said I'm on, I'm way stronger than I look. Right, your height has a lot to do with your weight as well. Exactly, and see, I'm short and petite, and a lot of the women that would be making comments to me, they would if they weren't short and petite they were short and like full figured or some of them were taller and full figured but it's just not in my genes even though I have full figured it is in my genes for full figured women are in my family on my mother's side my grandmother was a full figured woman all my aunties are my mother is too I don't know what happened other than my all I can count it as is maybe some other genes from some ancestors before my mother's side and before my dad and them before immediate and and before my grandparents probably great grands or something um it's probably also maybe a reactivation of asian side or european side or i don't know south american some parts of africa your white co-worker passed out trying to lose weight. She was obsessed with counting calories. She already had a slim athletic build, no fat. See, and that's another thing. And that's what I was sharing with this person. I told her, you know, because we've talked about nutrition over the, over, um, you know, a period of time. And I told her, I said, firstly, I don't eat low fat stuff. I don't eat low fat. You won't catch me buying nothing that says low fat. You won't catch me buying nothing that says zero calories. You won't catch me buying nothing talking about 50% less sugar. I don't buy that shit because I know it's unhealthy in the long run. When they're cutting the sugar, they're putting artificial sweeteners like aspartame and the other tame um, suffix type of uh, artificial sweeteners that they're using out there. And I don't fuck with stevia. I don't fuck with stevia. I don't fuck with aspartame or none of that shit. I use regular cane sugar. Sometimes I will use coconut sugar or brown sugar. Other than that, I'm not fucking with it. I don't buy no diet sodas. All right. I don't even really drink soda like that. But if I do drink it, it's the full body. I do everything full body. And see, that's one thing that was kind of a cult following was that low fat shit that they were talking about. Well, you know, they had people on this low fat, low carb shit. I don't do nothing low carb, <laughs> no, no low carb, no low sugar, no low fat. I want all of it full body. And that keeps my constitution in balance because I'm not starving. And then the other thing is I don't eat all this bread. Like there's people out here that are complaining about their weight, but they're always eating a bunch of fucking cheese and bread. What do you think is going to happen to your weight? That stuff is full of sugar. Okay. And then the cheese, 
you got all of that dairy and yes, it's protein, but at the same time, where is your balanced diet? You don't have one. You didn't, I mean, and you can't. And then, so the conversation went about vegan. She was like, well, you know, and so when I mentioned the athletes, usually when I watch these fitness trainers on YouTube, the ones that do consume animal products, they will have chicken breast, they will have steak, they will have some other lean protein. They'll make like a stir fry with broccoli and shrimp or something. They'll have a lean protein and it's a, a very, very heavy meal with protein. All right. And I noticed that about them and they are cut up. Their bodies are cut and they have high energy too. So when I talked to her about that, she was like, well, you know, a lot of the athletes are going vegan. I said, well, and I listened. I was like, yeah, true. And she was like talking about how a lot of them are performing better. I said, well, I and I just let her talk. But I've talked about veganism before and how I'm not for it. Now, everybody's different, but veganism did not work for me. I never went full on vegan. I tried it for a couple of days and my body could not handle it. And some people might say, oh, that was just your your body uh, detoxing, no, my body could not handle it. I have an A positive blood type. So those were people that ate meat. And I've never agreed with people just being vegan because I don't think that that's healthy. Yeah, you can get your protein from non-animal sources, but an Austrian study came out a couple years ago that said that vegan people have the most mental health problems because they're not getting any meat. Okay. So there are problems with every kind of diet. Yeah, with the meat, you got to worry about carcinogens. And if you, you know, do a lot of barbecuing and grilling when you're charring that meat, that's increasing the carcinogens in the meat. And, you know, but I just don't worry about that kind of shit. People on my mother's side lived to be damn 90 years old. I had a great aunt that lived to be 108. And on my father's side, they uh, well into their 80s. The only one that didn't live into his 80s was uh, my great my grandpa who was smoking cigarettes. He ended up with lung cancer, but he only he didn't die from the actual cancer. He died from the chemo and the radiation. So yeah, these um these women are very jealous. Okay, <laughs> right. See, same for my mom's side. I don't I like bread, but I I don't eat bread like that. When I was younger, I ate a lot more, but I don't eat eat bread that much. Right, 150 pounds looks way different on someone that's five two versus five nine. Yes, and I'm 5'2", so me being 135, 138, you know, weight range, that's actual normal body mass index. That's where I'm supposed to be. I'm not really supposed to be over 150 pounds at this short height. I would be getting on to a higher BMI and probably have some cholesterol concerns if I had that much weight on this short frame. So uh, no disrespect to the women who are that figure size, but... I notice it's mostly Caucasian women that talk about my figure. And it's like, well, um, it's in my genes. Like, you have to just understand that. And so <laughs> these NSPs will say all kind of shit to get you to doubt yourself. All right. Whatever's going on in the world, these motherfuckers is out here and they're outnumbering so-called normal people. They're outnumbering normal people. They are finding ways to tear normal people down. You know, um, I spoke to someone earlier today via email who's being hazed at work. Okay, these motherfuckers got a whole game going on at work where they're playing a game like almost like a um, triangulation game at work. And it's ridiculous. So 
I know that some of these individuals that play these little narcissistic games listen to my channel. They think I don't know that they listen to my channel, but I've picked it up because they always come to me talking about shit that I've already talked about on my channel. So I know you're stalking and listening to my shit behind the scenes. I know this shit. Like, I'm not stupid. And it's like an obsession. It's a toxic obsession. And I listened to a reading earlier today, and the reader, the reader said... Um, you've had these cycles of where like friends, co-workers, lovers, and family members are always trying to dominate you and control you. And she said, and once you get out of one situation, it's always another one coming. And she said, it's based on your life path. They're always trying to change you and trying to dominate you. And I, that's, you know, that's always what I'm talking about. So someone wrote me an email and was like, there is nobody breaking down this NSP bullshit that's going on like you are and so I was like I appreciate it but they need to be called on their shit they do a lot of gaslighting of course they love to make you doubt who you are who the creator or the creatrix or whatever your higher power you believe in is how the universe made you how you came in this motherfucker they want you to feel some kind of way about well I'm not good enough or this person said I need to do this or this person is feeling some kind of way because they're not that do you know that somebody made a comment like this is the this is the kind of jealousy from Caucasian women that I'm talking about so here I am talking about, well, I made a comment in normal conversation about um, uh, building a website. You know, how I, how I think I said something about, we were on a tech subject, I think, and, we were, and I said something about um, domains and having a website, but m mine is under construction. And this person, you know, became jealous. Thanks, Six Figure Days. Yep. Thanks. And so this person became jealous. I could feel the energy shift when I started talking about LLCs and business and tax, tax, um, tax code and um, employer identification numbers or EINs and, and tax numbers and stuff like that. And I think I made a comment about um, establishing my website or something. And so this person, I could feel the shift in energy and the resentment rise up like a fucking viper in the person. And they were like, well, you know, my 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 sister's a, a computer programmer. So, you know, I can get them and, and, you know, I can get my son to build me a website. What the fuck you need a website for? You don't run a business. You don't have any clients. You're not doing anything. What the fuck you need a website for? You're just competing. That competitive energy from white women gets on my fucking nerves. It gets on my fucking nerves, and I see it for what it is. What the fuck do you need a website for when you don't run nothing? When you go to a nine to five? What the fuck you need a website for unless you're going to be doing clients or you're going to be writing a blog? What the fuck you need one for? And why are you only speaking about it because you heard me speak about it? You know, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. They're always trying to make you feel inferior. Well, you know, I, I, I already have someone who can do that. I, I don't need to do it myself. Competition, jealousy, resentment, uh, just ugly in spirit, just ugly in spirit, you know. And then this is like what I was talking about in my video the other day about my, you know, the way I cook. If you don't like the way I cook, don't eat my fucking food, but don't criticize my heritage. I grew up in a house where we had most every, almost every spice that would be known to an American kitchen. Celery seed, all right. Yellow mustard, mustard seed. Um, coriander, black pepper, mace, cayenne. We had 
we grew we had a garden so we would grow peppers and string them up and dry them they were hanging in the kitchen i grew up in a household where you know the old old school mccormick seasoning tins i had we had like 40 of those bad boys in the cabinet i was i grew up in a house like that not only on my mother's side but on my father's side they had rows and rows and rows of spices so it's in it's part of my heritage on both sides and so these white women because they get up and they cook shit a lot of them they don't have no fucking flavor no seasoning and that's what my ex said psycho was like well you know fins don't season their food i know motherfucker i know they not known for food in this world i know that <laughs> exactly exactly and unfortunately i was actually in a vehicle with the individual but i ended up walking off exactly and that's why you can't say nothing around them six-figure days because, yes, they want to one-up you. It is so rude. It is so rude. And see, the thing is, these comments were not just made once. They were not just made twice. They were made in multiple different environments. So even when I visited someone else's house, well, you know, um, first it was, well, um, you have all these spices out. I mean, are you cleaning or are you cooking? Well, the oven's on. And why would I have all these spices out to be cleaning? I've always cooked with spices. Not only that. Um, well, you know, um, since we're going to be cooking for so-and-so, uh, just so you know, my, my, my relative can't eat that. I don't cook spicy shit for elders. I know that. I got common fucking sense. Well, you know, um, we don't have all these spices like you have, you know, we don't, we don't have all the fancy shit, you know, or, or something about, um, well, you know, oh, my sister, yeah, my, my, my sister cooks all of this shit and, um, and, or cooks all this stuff and she likes all those spices like you do. I don't cook my shit bland. That's just me. You know, I prepare my food a certain way. So it's like these comments and com and it's, and what it is is this jealousy because motherfuckers like my food. That's all it is. They always compliment my food, but then on the other, it's a backhanded compliment. What they call it, it's a compliment, and then it's an insult or it's a it's a it's a jab or a snide remark made on the back end or on another day. And that's how I know people are listening to my videos, even though they're being sneaky about it. They're listening to my content and then making comments based on what I said. So I guess the individual listened to my video about jealous Caucasian females and decided to say something today or whatever. And it was like, well, I know you, I've been figured out that you listening to my com content, the same reason why the individual lied and said they didn't have social media. And then they pop up in my inbox. Why would you be sending me an inbox message about something important? I'm not on Facebook all day. I have other shit to do. I had already established that. So this is the shit I'm talking about. That's why <laughs> after the last experience I had with that former roommate, the dirty mud slutty butt and her bullshit, I will never live with another person. Okay? I don't give a fuck who it is. I've all I've lived I've lived on my own for 14, 15 years for that very fucking reason because I always have to deal with fuck shit from people. Um, when I was staying at her house, like I said, it started out good. And then there was intentional sabotage financially and all kind of other shit going on, you know, uh, comments being made about how I cook the food, but the motherfuckers is eating the food. And it's like, if I cook something for me, I'm going to fix it the way I want it. If you don't like it, don't eat my fucking food. 
I didn't cook it for you in the first place. And so I had to check her motherfucking son on that shit. And that's why her son's car broke down because he insulted me and my spirit guys got in his motherfucking ass. And that's also why the bitch nigga was diagnosed with COVID-19. So people need to stop fucking with me. Period. Now, um, these bitches are off the fucking chain. You know, they're off the fucking chain. They got a lot of inner issues, a lot of complexes, and a lot of them are under some kind of programming. I'm not even sure what it is, but I've noticed the main ones that I've had problems with have worked in two fields. The main ones I've had problems with when it comes to jealousy have worked in healthcare, and they treated me like shit as a patient, or they were just, or I just knew them from healthcare, or they had a healthcare job, and I just knew them you know, to work in that field or they were in the military. Those two fields, those are the white women that I've had the most problem with. Those two. Hey, Kiami, how you doing? Yeah, thank you, Unbothered Queen. It is fucking rude. There's a difference between being sarcastic and being funny and a difference between being fucking rude and being a bitch. There's, there's a big difference between the two. I know funny, witty comedy when I hear it. I know, you know, banter and friendly, you know, friendly back and forth when when I'm in it. I know that. But I also know jealousy when I come across it. And so um, when I was in the hospital as a patient, these NSPs would say shit to me. Right. An experience that I had when I was in the hospital, I had a tracheotomy. So I developed something called SVC syndrome. And what happens is your superior vena cava, the SVC, gets compressed or blocked, like it starts to get blocked off and you get all this backing up of blood and fluid in your upper body. So your face begins to swell, your neck swells up, your chest, your arms, and it's like everything's not draining properly in the upper body. A lot of patients that have had lung cancer, breast cancer, and other chest or thoracic cancers have developed SVC syndrome, but it can also be a result of somebody having a, a medical port, which I have a metaport, a barred power port, and that's implanted in my chest wall, but it's a catheter that runs into the superior. Um, at the time I had a, um, I had the port on the left side. So something happened where my port changed position. One day my daughter had jumped in my lap and she, her elbow hit the port. And if you get some kind of strike to it, it can change the position. And it can also damage it. So they have to take it out and put another one in. It's just right under the skin. And so one day she hit it and it just, after that it wasn't working right. And so it became um, positioned wrong where the catheter went into the wrong vein. And that irritated my SVC and it started to close up. And so I started to feel like I was being strangled a lot. Like if I would lean over, I would hear blood rushing in my ears and my face would swell up a lot. It would like swell up. And then it would go away. It would swell up and go away. And then I noticed like I had a lot of discomfort laying flat. So I would have to prop myself up in bed and I didn't know what was going on. And because it would come and go, the doctors really couldn't catch it. It was like I would have the feeling and then it would go away. And then it would come back and it would go away. So they never fully diagnosed me with it. And then fin finally one day I said, fuck it. I need to find out what this is. It has to do with my port. And I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to do the research. So I found out that my port had actually positioned in a in a vein called the azygos vein and it was out of position and it had caused my svc that the symptoms i was having was svc syndrome 
Well, I got the port replaced, but before I got it replaced, I suffered with that for off and on two years. We didn't, and they never diagnosed me with it. And because it would only come and go intermittently, I wasn't sure what was happening. I didn't know if it was blood pressure related or what. So finally I get a new port. The day after I get the new port put in, my face swells up horribly and I can't, I feel like I can't swallow. I'm having to really work hard to just swallow. And so I went to the emergency room and they were like, yeah, you have SVC syndrome, but we also noticed uh, you have some swelling in your throat. And so we need to find out whether you might have a type of lymphoma or what's causing this swelling. So they put a scope down my throat. They numbed it up, but, you know, they put this big scope down your throat and they saw that swelling and they were like, yeah, they said your SVC syndrome is advancing so much it's going to cut off your airway. And so, and you also have like a separate swelling in there that's going to cut off your airway. So they decided to give me a trach. But by the time they actually did the surgery, by the time the ear, eye, nose, and throat surgeon did the surgery, uh, it was a couple days later. And it had advanced drastically by that time. I had a lot of fluid and pressure on my chest. It became hard to breathe. And they were like, yeah, it's advancing too fast. So I went into surgery and he also did exploratory neck surgery on the left side. So they wanted to see why it was, why I had that internal throat swelling. And then they gave me a trach so that until the SVC syndrome got under control, I would be able to breathe. When I came out of that surgery, they rolled me literally. I woke up on the fucking operating table with them picking me up with the sheet and moving me to the stretcher and they moved me to the recovery room. This was at Duke University and there was two raggedy white bitches, two nurses that treated me like shit while I was in there. Firstly, I just came out of surgery. I got an open wound in two places on my neck. I got a trach that's open. Okay. Yes, it has oxygen attached. And then I have um, an incision on the left side of my neck, just inches away, that has a drain in it that's also open, slightly covered. Okay, my shit is raw. My neck is on fucking fire. You tell me, you white bitches, tell me one. It was one main culprit, one main brown-headed one named Leslie, slutty butt Leslie. I never forget that shit because I wrote both of them bitches a scathing fucking review. <laughs> exactly they need to bring their own plate exactly <laughs> yeah you can tell when they throwing shade so i told it she don't i at this of course i can't speak because i have a trait i can't speak so i have a little dry erase board they're supposed to have um a pca a pain controlled um patient control analgesia jesia little pain button machine they're supposed to have that shit already they, it was already ordered before i got there I believe these bitches intentionally withheld giving it, giving it to me and hooking it up. I believe they, I absolutely believe they fucking did that. I absolutely, because I never had a problem with that before at Duke. So when I get out of surgery and I'm in the recovery room, mind, I'm awake the whole time. I'm fully conscious, no pain control, anesthesia's done, wore off. And I'm sitting there, my neck is on fire, can't speak and tell anything about the pain. This bitch says to me, so I write on the um, whiteboard, hi, can you please check on my PCA because I'm in a lot of pain, question mark. And then I show it to her and she looks at me and rolls her eyes and acts like she doesn't see it. 
continues mulling about and shit and then and then comes back and makes a remark and says um well um you know even though you're in a lot of pain you're still remembering your manners baby i would have turned that whole motherfucker over in there had i not had i had an ability okay i would have turned that bitch out up in there okay yeah you you're you're I just, yeah, you, you still got your manners, even though you're in a lot of pain. So you know I'm in a lot of pain, but you're intentionally bullshitting so that I can suffer. Another white nurse told my doctor that I didn't need to be on pain medication because she didn't believe I was in any pain. Called my doctor late at night, two o'clock in the morning one night and said, you need to take her off. You need to turn her pain medicine down. I don't believe she really needs it. Bitch, I have sickle cell and I'm pregnant. I'm in a full-blown crisis, which my blood work shows. And you're going to tell my doctor, a hematologist attending, what they need to do with my medicine. And you are a fucking registered nurse with a two-year degree? Excuse me? Another brown-headed, white, hefty bitch. A linebacker-sized bitch. There's been years of this shit that I've gone through in the hospital with American white nurses, okay? I've gone through a lot of snark and disrespect from them on jobs and also on Air Force bases, military bitches. So here I am on the Air Force base when I was like 21, I had, um, I had developed, I had a kidney infection one time and they did a blood culture to make sure that I, it had not gone into my bloodstream. And um, so I'm at the cash register because I was an accounting tech and I had to get on the register one day because we were really busy. So I came out of the cash cage to relieve one of the other um, cashiers. And she was a, um, a white girl that I, you know, was pretty cool with and stuff. And so we were talking and chatting about how I had been in the hospital. And I told her, I said, they, um, they ran some blood cultures on me to make sure that I didn't have bacteremia because I had a kidney infection and other stuff going on. And fortunately, it was negative, but I told her, I said, they would, they actually withdrew like 30 milliliters of blood, which is an ounce, out of me to, you know, use for the blood culture and other tests. This white bitch who claimed, who had on a uniform, who was in the military, who was a lab technician, by the way, the one that makes the snarky comments a lot, she's a lab technician. These bitches think they know everything, but they don't. So... This person from the Air Force base, this was years ago. This was probably like 2003. She's listening. She's a customer of mine. She's standing in line as we swap tills and switch out on the cash register. And she's listening to me say and show with my fingers about how much 30 milliliters is, which is the size of a one inch, one inch, excuse me, a one ounce little dropper bottle. I know 30 milliliters. I mean, so... I saw them withdraw it with a syringe with one of the fat syringes that is capable of holding that much blood. And I'm so I'm representing with my fingers the same size of a one inch, uh, excuse me, a one ounce little bottle. And this bitch is listening and staring in my face. And then she says, you, you know, you really should stop lying and exaggerating to people. That's not how much blood they take for a blood culture and rolls her eyes. And snatches her receipt and walks out. No, but it is that's it is how much they take. For me as a sickle cell patient, but she heard me describe that 
not only was it for a blood culture, it was for other labs, but you in interject yourself into a conversation that has nothing to do with you. Well, you know, I work in a lab and that's not how much blood they take. It is not that much. No, but you may work in a lab, but you don't have sickle cell. They draw once for multiple tests. This bitch was about 50 years old. I can't stand this kind of shit. And from now on, they just going to get cussed the fuck out. From now on, they're going to get cussed the fuck out by me. And I'm going to embarrass them publicly. I'm done, to I'm done tolerating this shit. I'm going to start calling names and putting people on blast. Like I've done these fucked up YouTubers and other motherfuckers. I'm going to start calling names and putting them on blast because I'm sick of this racist these racist pieces of shit that do this these narcissistic white cunts thank you how are you going to tell me how much blood they took i've been having blood drawn for me since i was a child because of this disorder and they usually will try not to stick me too many times they will take a bunch at once so they don't have to come back and get no more that's how they do they've always done it at duke they've done it at multiple healthcare centers where they just say, hey, we don't want to have to stick her more than once. At the time, I didn't have a port, so that it was very hard for them to get a good vein anyway. So they're taking out enough at one time because they may not get another vein that's going to give them the blood supply they want. At the time, I didn't have a port. So that's why they also took that much. Exactly. They think they know so fucking much. And I can't stand these whores. They're fucking whores. I don't give a fuck if they're married or they got a boyfriend and they see they're fucking whores because their spirits are whorish. Their spirits are Jezebelic. Their spirits are hateful and bitter, just like a fucking tramp is. So I've endured a lot of this shit. And it's really no excuse for it because I wasn't talking to her and me and my homegirl, she asked me. I wouldn't even been discussing it had she not asked me. So what happened? Like, did did they? I mean, like you were in the hospital, you were gone for like 10 days out of work. Co-workers came to my um, hospital room. There was another white co-worker. Mine, this was on an Air Force base. She was very, she took a liking to me, even though she didn't like other people there. She took a liking to me and other people became jealous because she took a liking to me. So she came to see me in the hospital, but I don't believe she came to see me in the hospital because she was genuinely concerned. She came to see me in the hospital because she wanted to see just how sick I was because they thought I was lying and exaggerating. Hey, Toffee-tastic. Hey, welcome, sis. So she wanted to see if I was fucking lying. When I'm over the phone, I'm <sighs> gasping for air even though I have a mask on. I already got diagnosed with uh, pneumonia. They called it pneumonia, but really it was acute chest syndrome. They used to misdiagnose me a lot with that shit. I had pleurisy, which made it very painful to breathe. It's the inflammation of the lining of the lungs. And my oxygen saturation was very low, so I couldn't even get in the shower without an oxygen mask on. It was just too fucking much for me to go without that. So they had a long-ass oxygen cord so I could go in the shower and go in the bathroom and stuff. And I just, I was pretty much bedridden. They kept testing me for different infections of the lungs, but it never came up positive. So... Once my lungs were doing all of that, my body tried to start going into a crisis. I could feel like my bones throbbing and my bone marrow um, reacting. And it's a pain like it feels like um, it's like a throbbing sensation on the inside of your bones. Like for me, it is. And so I could feel that. And I'm like, my body's about to go into a crisis. I can feel this shit. And then the doctor comes in and says, 
your labs are dropping, your body's trying to go into a crisis, so we're going to give you two units of blood to try to stop that. And they did, but I ended up having a crisis anyway because it was too, it was too late. A lot of times once that shit starts and I got like in, uh, some kind of other, you know, injury, whether I've had surgery or some other situation, once it starts, it's not going to stop. It's just going to have to, you know, remedy itself. The blood transfusion can help, but it's not like it's going to stop it in its track. It's tracks is going to like, it's a cascade of events that have already begun. So I just have to go through it and then wait until I recover and then my bone marrow will settle down. This also happened when I had the surgery with the trach and the incision on the left side of my neck. They gave me a blood transfusion after the fact. They knew they were supposed to give it to me before, but they gave it to me after I was already out of surgery. So therefore, a couple of days later, my body still went into a crisis, even though they didn't want me to. Thank you. Thank you. This was years ago. I'm good. You know, I'm doing well, but I'm recalling uh, nasty, treacherous white bitches that are jealous and that have treated me like shit when I was in the hospital as a patient. And they claim, you know, they love to get up here and talk about how how great of mothers they are and, you know, how smart they are. But really, really, uh, they're very jealous, hateful and insecure. And they don't like to see people doing better than them. OK, um, there's not just jealousy exhibited towards me. I've seen jealousy be exhibited towards other people, too. But I'm just talking about my little experiences uh, concerning it, you know. And so there's been intentional sabotage. Um, in my past where um, people have like blocked me from uh, having a good work opportunities and all kinds of little shit, you know, or what they've done is, so I worked at a job when I was 16 and the manager was a piece of shit. She was a, she was, she was a Manning, South Carolina white trailer trash. Okay. And the only reason why she had anything was because she looked up with a farmer that was desperate because she looked like a fucking scarecrow. All right. The bitch was so thin and raggedy that you could see her hip bones through her clothes. Okay. One of them pieces of shit. Yeah. So she didn't like the fact first she, she hired me. She acted really nice and she, she loved my style and she loved how I dealt with the customers because it was a women's clothing store. At first she, you know, um, was very nice and enamored with me and friendly. Then I started out selling her ass at 16. So I'm out selling the 40 year old crotchety bitch. So then she, then I become her enemy. Then I become her enemy and she starts openly talking shit about me to other coworkers and a black woman customer heard it one day. So I'm getting presented with sales awards and achievement awards on the job, but yet somehow I'm not getting any raises. Somehow I'm not getting a raise. And when I ask her, well, why didn't I get a raise? Well, you know, they just decided not to give raises this year. No, you probably did something to block that, or you probably didn't submit my name for a raise. That's probably what it was. Well, no, you're just, you're not gonna get a raise because of some little technicality she gave, she gave me. And I had been with the company for like a year and a half and you're supposed to get a raise at least once a year. And she was like, well, there was a brief period of time where you weren't working here for a couple weeks uh, and you were just seasonal. So that's why you didn't get a raise. That don't have nothing to do with nothing. 
Toffee says, yeah, damn scarecrow. Yeah, that's how they, that's how the fuck they are. My mom, you know, I, I've had that experience where I had a black hematologist doctor, a black male doctor, and his wife was actually a doctor, a black woman, but she worked in another city. This motherfucker had a nurse, a RN, that he used to keep by his side. The bitch was stuck to him like glue a white woman. The bitch looked like a fucking scarecrow. And my mother said that shit. Even though me and my mother don't set horses, I'm glad she read that bitch from the rooter to the tutor. Because what happened was he came in um, when I went into a severe sickle cell crisis. He came in as my doctor making recommendations. And she was standing there staring at me like I was from another fucking planet. Like, you know, with the, with the uh, meth addict wide eyes, the MK Ultra eyes. Yeah, she's standing there staring at me like that. And my mother got aggravated because my mother knew that those two were having an affair. And so my mother told the doctor, she said, look, I appreciate you treating my daughter, but don't bring her back in here no more. Because she don't have, she doesn't, she's not a doctor and she doesn't have any ability to diagnose. Whatever you got to teach her, you teach her outside of this room. Don't bring her in here to evaluate my daughter. She's not a doctor. And I appreciate my mom for doing that. Because the bitch wasn't a doctor. She was just fucking a black dick. That's all it was. She was too old to be coming for a 16-year-old. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they will diagnose a black kid with ADHD real quick. And other issues. Exactly. They sure will. Yeah, the cheap Mattel dolls with stringy hair. That's the kind of hair she had. No fucking lie. No joke. That's the kind of hair she had. That's the kind of uh, hair she had. Last name was Mank. M-A-N-K. Should have been Rank. Rank. Raggedy ass bitch. Should have been Rank. But yeah, I've had this problem with a lot of them bitches. And then another bitch that that black doctor that I used to have was fucking on the floor withheld pain medicine from me and was making snarky comments about, oh, you're going to Duke now? You're going, oh, well, I'm sure, I'm sure your doctor at Duke knows a lot about you. I'm sure. The bitch was mad that I had got tired of being treated like shit in this Sumter County Hospital and that I took my ass to fucking Duke, which is world renowned. The bitch got mad that I wasn't going to let them kill me and this motherfucker down here. That's what the shit was about. And she knew that, okay, if we don't treat her right, she'll just go up there. And she also didn't like the fact that my doctor was calling down to this motherfucking hospital checking on me. Like, oh, who does this black bitch think she is? Who does this black bitch think she is? She got a doctor from Duke, a world-renowned specialist, calling down here about her. Who the fuck she thinks she is? And she was also mad because I left her former nigga, the same black doctor. She, she's mad I left her former nigga that she used to fucking uh, suck and slob on. She mad because I left his ass because I didn't find him to be taking good care of me. And I felt like God basically had told me, if you don't get from under him, you're going to be up out of here. So find you another doctor. And so she, they lost control. This is what I'm talking about with narcissistic, sociopathic, and psychopathic bitches and people. They've lost control. Okay. No, you don't get the chance to hold medicine back from me. If you want to do it, do it. But I'll walk out of this bitch, ride four hours. And be recovering like I'm supposed to recover. You're not going to fuck over my health and get away with it. I will sue all of you motherfuckers. So they ended up unfortunately killing a black female friend of mine who also has sickle cell. They ended up killing her, unfortunately. Same motherfuckers, same, same floor, same nurses involved. Same doctors involved. They ended up killing her.
But because I left and was no longer going, God removed me from that situation. I warned her. I said, look, you be careful with these medicines they're giving you because um, I noticed that I was getting worse and my blood was getting really thick. And, you know, us having sickle cell, you get your, your blood starts to become thick. You're already predisposed to clotting because the sickle cells are sticky. And then you add on a medication or a hormone that makes your blood thick as it makes it like glue you're asking for a clot you can have a stroke a heart attack a pulmonary embolism a, you know a dvt a deep vein thromb thrombosis or a clot in the leg which if it gets really bad they can am have to amputate or you can have like tissue damage all kind of shit can happen and i told her i said so just do your research about this medication don't just take it because he's the doctor but you know how black people are they'll trust the white coat just because it's a white coat they don't give a fuck that these motherfuckers are a lot of times racist. Even if they're Latino, they don't give a fuck that a lot of times they're racist. And or even some of the even some of the black doctors, a lot of the black doctors are fucking prejudiced. They don't like black people. A lot of the black doctors don't like black people. I've had this experience. Yeah, they assume these doctors are trying to holler and they are extremely competitive and jealous for nothing. And that is the thing. He, She was resentful of the way that black doctor that I had treated me because he treated me with a lot of respect. But I just felt like he was too distracted and I felt like he really didn't want to do the research on. And I felt like he just didn't have the drive like he, there was something going on with him like he just wasn't treating my condition aggressively so that I could stay well he wasn't giving me um suggestions and modalities so that I wouldn't have crisis after crisis it was like it was like he was kind of falling down on the job that's why I left his practice and also his rumors of fucking with all them white bitches at Toomey which is now called Prisma Health do you know this same hospital this is how God clamped down on that motherfucker because I told my parents this, right? Yes, he was only pleased there to please mommy and for the chick. Yeah, you should always do your research. Yeah, thank you, Toffee. Rest in peace. She didn't. I know she didn't have a chance to research because back then we didn't have all these smartphones and it's not like she could have been in the hospital doing all this research. And I don't think she had a laptop. And I remember we were in the hospital at the same time and we were next door to each other and we had the same doctor back then and this particular doctor was Latino and he was from South America and he was using a growth hormone inappropriately and I knew it wasn't right and I told him I said I don't want to take that because what's going to happen is you're going to give me that and it's going to make my blood sticky and I might end up with a clot it's dangerous so I knew better I was watching my labs and how when he would give me that drug it would make my platelets go sky high which is your blood clotting cells my platelets will go sky high and then i noticed i would feel worse after he gave it to me temporary like it would stop my bone marrow from reacting and it would stop the so-called crisis but i would feel worse afterwards i would have even more pain later on and so i was like something ain't right and then i did my research and then i realized yeah this is a growth hormone you're not supposed to use it this way so the next time I got sick, he offered me that and I told him no and he, he dropped me as a patient. He got mad and was like, well, fuck you, bitch. And I said, well, no problem. I already have a doctor at Duke. See, he was also mad because my black Latina doctor, my Afro Latina doctor at Duke was a world renowned specialist in sickle cell. And also so not only an internist, but a hematologist. 
and she went to Yale. He was very jealous of her and he did not like taking orders from her because even though I had him as a local doctor down here in South Carolina, she would check on me from North Carolina and would ask him in his office for notes on me. And she said that the office refused and that he refused to send her notes on my progress. So you're sabotaging my case. You're not sending my other doctor notes on me so that she can treat me as well. You're jealous. So I, when he dropped me as a patient, that was a blessing. But unfortunately, he kept, I warned my friend and she, he kept giving that shit to her. And she died at the age of 25 from a massive fucking stroke. Giving her damn, gro that growth hormone. And when I told my doctor at Duke how he was using it, she was livid. She was pissed off because she said, you should never use that like that, ever. So what he was doing was shooting shooting the sickle cell patients up with Procrit, P-R-O-C-R-I-T, shooting them up with that shit to make their body stop going into crisis, and it killed a couple of them. But nobody knows that's what he was doing other than the patient, which is gone. You know, the family is not edu educated on this shit. So I don't know if they sued for wrongful death or what, but I told her before she passed, I said, don't take that shit. She may not have remembered what I said, but yeah, she passed away. I said, well, it damn sure may she rest in peace and rest in power, but it damn sure would have been me had I kept taking it. I knew um, because God had already told me, if you don't get up out of this motherfucker, you're going to die. They, they are, they're going to kill you. That's what they do to a lot of people. A lot of black people who die at that hospital. A lot of people in general die at that hospital. That God smacked down on that fucking hospital so hard, so... After that was the last time I ever went to that hospital when I re, when I decided not to take the medicine. He I was actually at a hospital in Columbia because he had privileges at both places and I was up there. And when I told him no, that I didn't want it, that was the last time I ever went to a hospital in South Carolina for anything. And so that was like 15 years ago. So like 14 years ago or something, because I started going to Duke in 2006. So that'll be 15 years in in August. So I knew I'm never going back to these hospitals here because he's got privileges and word of mouth will spread and they'll talk about me and they'll tell other doctors that I'm too smart and the doctors won't be able to get their way and the doctors won't be able to fuck me over and sabotage me and injure me like they've done other sickle cell patients I have one friend who died. I have another friend who died at the same hospital. And I have a third black woman friend whose arm is no longer, she cannot use her arm anymore because they fucked her over. She's, all of them have sickle cell. So a, a woman died, a man died, and then another one with sickle cell, they, her arm is disabled. She can't use it anymore because they stuck an IV in her arm in the wrong place and it fucked up the nerve and they gave her a medication and that IV, even though it was in the wrong place, they gave her medication and it ate away at the tissue in her arm. So she got some kind of settlement. She got like a problem. She probably got like a $200,000 settlement. But that's still shit because you can't use your left arm anymore for the rest of your life. It's stuck in a bent position because they fucked your arm up and they probably talked her into a fucking dropping a bucket settlement so she wouldn't sue them. And then after that, so that happened. A nutty doctor, exactly. Yeah, me too.
Me too, Toffee. It's, it sucks. Exactly. Yeah, sad. And so she had just had a baby and they fucked her arm up. Couldn't even hold her baby with that arm. And so I don't know where she is this day. I mean, I heard about her a couple years, some years ago. I, th I guess she's doing okay. I hope she is. But these are three black patients with sickle cell in Sumter County that they've all been fucked up or killed at that same hospital. That's why I don't I, I told my mother after I stopped dealing with them years ago, I said, if I could, I would burn that bitch to the ground. Just just not to injure no patients. I would burn that motherfucker to the ground if I could get away with it, because that's how bad my experience was. And the shit that they would do was so fucked up and the shit that I saw them doing to other patients. And that's why God didn't let me become a nurse, because God didn't want me working at that fucking hospital, because that's where I did my clinicals. So when I ended up going to Duke, my health got better and I, and I didn't have any more serious problems except for like the SVC syndrome. That was once I recovered from that, I haven't had any more problems in six, you know, so almost seven years. Yeah. So that was six years ago when I had my throat surgery and my trach. But um, these people are full of shit and they're evil. There's a certain I believe strongly that there's a certain type of brainwashing that they do to people in healthcare. That's why I was <clears throat> when I was talking about the cough cough, I was livid about people, you know, uh this chick time out. Um this is serious. Uh they're they're uh, we're fighting for our lives and you know um this is serious and we're healthcare workers and and I'm like shut the fuck up. You don't know what this is. You, you're just going off of what you're told. Shut the fuck up. Don't put that shit in my comments. And I blocked that bitch. And she's well known in the divestment or BWE sector as a commenter. But she turned on me because I said, I pick up a very, she started leaving comments on my channel when I started exposing that fucking scam gimmick. She started leaving comments on my channel and I started picking up spiritually a very nasty narcissistic energy off of her. And I call her ass out by her name. And I say, you know what, Crystal Blue? I pick up a very narcissistic energy off of you and I don't fucking appreciate it. If it's so dangerous, why the fuck you ain't out here saving lives, bitch? Don't tell me about what I need to do about no government reporting site and where I need to go and what I better do. Get the fuck off of my channel. Don't put no government sites in my fucking comments. I was trained in healthcare. I know how to recognize infection. I don't need your help on that. Get the fuck off of my channel with that shit. Yeah, she could have sued. But it's a lot of these motherfuckers out here, black, white, and any other ethnicity. It's a lot of them. Um, that just goes back to like the former roommate I had, you know, going to tell me, well, you know, and this is the only time she said it. She didn't say this shit to me before I started talking to that guy I used to talk to. When I met him and we were hanging out and she became jealous. First, she tells me, you need to find somebody to talk to. And then when I, you know, suddenly meet somebody and we're hanging out, she's resentful and jealous of the fact that somebody's interested in me. And then she starts talking about, well, you know, COVID, I heard COVID is transmitted by sex. Just going to say that random shit one day. I said, well, then. You should be infected then, bitch, because you've been fucking a nigga raw. You let him nut up in you the first night raw. You knew this nigga from Facebook, bitch. You should be infected then. 
And I and basically I told her, I said, well, I don't give a fuck. I didn't tell her that right away, but that's my attitude. Like, I didn't say that because I was staying in her house at the time. Of course, I didn't say that shit. But I was like, I said, well, I'm not worried about no COVID. You should know that by now since you sit on my channel and watch my videos. You should know that I don't give a fuck about that shit. It is what it is. There's a lot of shit circulating out here. There's a lot of shit more worse than that. You should know that I don't fall for the goddamn programming. So what she was doing was she was telling me that little shit to try to make me scared of being around another individual. You got niggas coming in and out of your house, you know, people coming in and out of your house. You always running your raggedy ass mouth to the neighbor and sitting up in people's faces. You know, you fucking this nigga that you met on Facebook. He's fucking and sucking somebody else that you probably don't know about and all of this shit. And you got all of this, you know, mingling of energies and mingling of germs. And you want to tell me about a motherfucking COVID being sexually transmitted, bitch. I knew that shit months before you did. That is allegedly sexually transmitted. A lot of shit is sexually transmitted. Just like that trichomonas that you got from your ex. See, that's why motherfuckers don't need to try me. Parents pressure the kids, yep, to become doctors in order to brag and get their narcissistic fix. Because to be honest, they don't give a fuck about the darkness and evil done in healthcare. Hell, you, hell yeah, here you go prime example is to puff themselves up is to say my kid's a doctor oh well you know johnny's a doctor oh you know oh you know tim yeah tim is a cardiologist girl yes baby i you know i'm such a good mother because my my baby's a doctor you know niggas like to say that niggas and niggerettes love to say shit like that oh my baby's a doctor my baby's a neurosurgeon. My baby's a nurse. My baby's a practitioner, nurse practitioner. My baby's a surge tick. There's so many fucking narcissistic parents out here, y'all. It don't make no damn sense. It don't make no damn sense. And they're always jealous of what another person's doing. If it's another family that, that isn't into all of that, they're jealous of that family. You know, if it's a family that allows their children to be free and creative, if the child wants to be an artist or a mu musician, they'll look down on that family like, well, <laughs> they son ain't done nothing. You know, uh, what are they doing over there? They Exactly. <laughs> they don't care about it. And yo, let me tell you, these people have God complexes. And that's why I always reemphasize on this channel. Just because they have a degree or a, designa or designation of professional affiliation, or a certification does not mean they're not an NSP. It don't have nothing to do with nothing. It does not make them a decent human being. I have met a lot of fucking racists that are doctors. You got to think about what was going on with the Nazis and how they put their doctors in a high esteem, but yet they were the most racist motherfuckers on the planet. So same, they also used their nurses for things. They used white female German nurses and other white European nurses to torture Jewish people, to sterilize uh, women, to be there when the doctors were doing their heinous experiments, when doctors were doing vivisections on people while they were fucking awake, which is something you only do on a fucking dead body, doing vivisections on people while they were awake with no anesthesia. Guess who was standing by? Fucking nurses. So see them motherfuckers, the way I've been treated, they don't get no pass from me either. Nobody in healthcare gets a pass from me. I don't give a fuck what their position is. I'm, I'm looking at their spirit and their attitude and how they treat others. 
especially when they encounter an empathic person. It's not just how they treat others in general. It's how they treat an empathic person because other NSPs will treat other NSPs good, usually. They'll treat the other narcs good because they reckon the spirit recognizes the spirit. It's like the demon in them recognize, hey, that's Ace Boon Coon right there. Don't fuck over Ace Boon Coon. But you, as an empathic person, if you are one, are an, en are an enemy to that. Your spirit doesn't match up to them. So they will do so many things to sabotage you to get you to doubt yourself they'll have you confused as to is this am i imagining this is this really going on you know um I'm, i've been through that on jobs i've been through that you know in situations with former friends or people i thought were friends associates and just even people that weren't friendly with you know that i wasn't friends with just in regular life encountering strangers she, yeah, they blindly uh, trust the healthcare in, in, excuse me, industry. Took multiple pills with small robots in them and didn't question it. Ha. Huh. Yeah, I heard about a couple nurses taking that shit. Yeah, they can blindly trust the healthcare in, uh, industry like that 40-year-old nurse in Venezuela that I heard died, dropped dead. 40-year-old uh, healthy nurse dropped dead from taking that injection. So, yeah. They can trust it all they want to. I've learned enough from being a patient. God made me a patient and allowed me to go through the things that I've been through so that I could not only know the truth and, and help others, but so that I will remain humble. Because I've experienced all kind of pain, I've gone through having to deal, have to, having to get through a surgery with no anesthesia, with um, having to get through a, an outpatient surgery where the anesthesia wore off. Having had a, a major surgery also where the anesthesia wore off before I was off of the operating table. That also happened to another relative of mine. Of course, she's a black woman where the anesthesia wore off before she was off of the operating table. They had not closed her up or nothing. They were actively digging down in her foot because she had a bunionectomy. They were actively digging down and sawing down in her fucking foot and she could feel that shit. And the doctors didn't believe her and didn't give a fuck. Con kept on. Kept on. They tore, They will torture you, baby. Do not get it fucking twisted. Especially if you are an anointed one, they will torture your ass in the medical industry. If you have an ailment or something going on with you, you run into the wrong one, baby, the devil will have them torturing you, withholding pain medication, cutting on you, stitching shit with no anesthesia or no um, analgesic, no, you know, no lidocaine. All kind of shit can happen. Oh, yeah, I heard about that six-figure days. Yeah, I'm, I feel sorry for people like that. Too brainwashed to save. Yep. Yeah, they put the golden child doctor on a pedestal while the creative child is scapegoated. Yet when the creative child makes it big, all of a sudden that child is expected to be <laughs> at, their, at their whim. Exactly. Exactly. I did hear about that. The woman on death row for taking a baby from the womb of a pregnant woman. I did hear about that. Yeah. You know what? That's just like thinking about the Vanessa Guillen story. That was a, um, a white Latina who helped dispose of her body, allegedly. Cicely Aguilar. Yeah, white Latina. But from appearances, she looks like a white woman. But she helped her, the alleged murderer, murder suspect, dispose of her body.
That's how they are. They, when they cannot get their way, they take their jealousy and evil out on innocent women. Now, if you look at Cicely Aguilar and you look at Vanessa Guillen, what are the odds that Cicely Aguilar wouldn't have been jealous of Vanessa? <laughs> what are the odds? Right? What are the odds? It wasn't exactly. It's only a few or one other case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these they crazy. They're crazy. They're uh, envious. And I always notice there's something like wrong with their eyes, like their eyes will be really strange. That's how I know there's a demonic or evil spirit component, because even it, when it something in the news like Carol Baseman um, and other people, um, Amber Heard, they say she's a narcissist or a, so, a psychopath. And that was Johnny Depp's lover. Yeah, they say that Johnny Depp was targeted or um, was a victim of narcissistic abuse. That's what some, a lot of people think because they say Amber Heard is a fucking narc. Yeah, when you look in the eyes of these women, you can tell there's something wrong with them. If your discernment is really on point, the pupils are off. Yes, exactly. And a lot of these women that had, you know, like people in healthcare that had done things to intentionally torture me, like making me lie there with no pain medication and I, my neck is on fire i got raw incisions right the neck is one of the most sensitive places on the body the shit is fucking painful it's extremely painful and you're making me wait on pain medication because you're just being a fucking bitch and you have a god complex and you like making people suffer i wrote a scathing review on those bitches and i listed them by name now, there was an older white woman that was also there. She didn't speak up on my behalf, so I listed her fucking name, too, and told Duke University that they didn't do that. She didn't do anything after the initial problem. The younger one left the room. The older woman did try to hurry up and take care of my pain. So I did tell them this is what she did try to hurry up and deal with my pain until they got the pca up there where it was supposed to be but the initial one was not initial was not dealing with my pain at all and it was very racist and it was prejudiced and now i wrote that to their official review company so i don't know if they did anything but i wrote it the reason why i couldn't get my tubes tied now i'm sure that was you know god's will but I tried to get my tubes tied in August of 2019. And I had a white female doctor who's married to a fucking German, a gynecologist, who gave me hell about getting my tubes tied. The bitch didn't even show up to the surgery date. They gave me, she gave me the runaround. She made me come to three or four different appointments. And then when it was, she kept making excuses about, well, you know, because you have sickle cell, I'm going to be making incisions and, you know, it's a, anything can happen. And I mean, why don't you just tell your fiance to get a vasectomy because I don't trust him to get it. And because even if he does get a vasectomy, I don't want any more children, period. So even if it's not him, it'll be another man. So like, yeah, I know I have sickle cell, but at the same time the kind of runaround and bullshit you're giving me is uncalled for. So guess what? When she fucked me over and didn't do what she was supposed to do, which I made a video about, I went on Google and made a public review listing her name and telling people that she violates human rights and violates the rights of women by denying them their right to birth control and sterilization procedures. 
So if you go to Google under Prisma Health for Columbia, South Carolina, you will see that somebody under the name Elevated Spirit wrote a fucking review about that bitch. And unless they got the review removed, it should still be there. Because that's not right. So Crystal Dorchner, OBGYN in Columbia, South Carolina, got a scathing review from me. And that's how I do these motherfuckers. You fuck with me, I'll go to the state board, I'll write a review, I'll write all kind of shit on your motherfucking ass. Try me if you want to. A lot of white doctors have learned the hard way, female and male, that I will go to the fucking state board on your ass and file a state board complaint. So that's a strike against your fucking license for prejudicial and racist behavior and unethical behavior in medicine. I will do that shit in a heartbeat and not give a fuck because I'm not going to let them treat me any kind of way. And I've dealt with this shit over the years. You know, it's just like the white German descent doctor from Duke who, and I've, and I've really, I've, I've run into some racist pieces of shit at Duke, but they've usually been from other parts of the world or other parts of the country. But this motherfucker, uh, tried to started withholding pain medicine from me when I was in an active crisis talking about he didn't believe I was in that much pain. Mind you, my regular doctor who's an attending and also a lecturer and a medical professor at Duke knew I was in pain. Came in there with a team of other doctors, including a pharmacist, asking me how they could better uh, manage my medication. And I told them that I didn't need that much, but that I still had a lot of nerve pain. And so they adjusted it accordingly. But because he was the so-called one on my case, he calls himself when my attending and them leave, cutting my shit down when they're not on the floor. Sneaky shit. When my attending's not there overnight, he's cutting my shit off so that I'm suffering all night until my attending comes back. Then when I tell my attending what he's doing, he gets mad and retaliates and says, well, you know what? I'm going to order a psyche valve because I just don't believe you're in pain. I, I, I just don't believe it. I just don't fucking believe it. In other words. He didn't curse, but I just don't believe you're in this kind of pain. So I'm going to get a psyche valve. So you're going to, so now you're trying to put shit on my record to make me seem crazy. So psychiatry comes down and evaluates me and they leave. And then they come back. The head of psychiatry comes back a couple hours later. And by that time, my parents done drove up four motherfucking hours to see what the fuck is going on here. Nobody's ever tried to give our daughter a psyche veil because she's in a crisis. What the hell is going on here? Head of psychiatry comes down and says, um, I'm sorry that your daughter was put through this. It's ridiculous because this is a waste of time. There is absolutely nothing wrong mentally with your daughter. And I don't understand why she would have been put through this anyway, because I don't even understand why it was ordered because she has sickle cell which is a painful genetic disorder and her blood work reflects that there's stuff going on with her body that would indeed indicate, indicate a crisis. So I don't even understand why this was done, but I'm very sorry to you. I'm very sorry to you, to your parents. And it was a waste of time. And then he left. He looked like he was pissed off and embarrassed because they're like, we got bigger fish to fry. I just sent one of my psychiatrists down here for nothing to evaluate a patient that has a long medical history of having sickle cell crises, bone pain, and all kind of other shit. So yeah, Kranzdorf, after that, left a, uh, I talked to Duke Customer Service because I said, you know what? Because this was done, 
I just want to leave this hospital. I don't want him. I don't want to be on this floor because I don't feel safe now. Because for all I know, he could send a nurse in to do something to my IV. They could come in here and shoot me up with some shit that could damage me or hurt me or kill me. I don't trust him being on my case and I don't trust staying on this floor. So I want to leave this hospital. And they did. Boy, they pulled out all the stops. They were like, well, we don't want you to leave. And I said, well, no, I want to leave. I want to leave. I don't give a fuck what condition I'm in. I want my parents to take me. They were like, well, yeah, we're going to take her to UNC Chapel Hill because this is ridiculous. He's roaming around here with that kind of power. And even if he has been removed from her case, he could whisper to a nurse, one of his little fucking buddies and send her in with a needle full of some shit that could knock my ass the fuck out. God knows what could happen. There ain't no cameras in this room and it ain't hard to scrub camera footage either. It's my word as a young black woman against a white male with a medical degree that has power on this floor over multiple patients. So, yeah, I want out. I want out. So long story short, I didn't end up leaving, but I got that motherfucker off of my case. And the next thing I knew, I didn't hear about his name no more. Round Duke, he left the fucking hospital because word spread about what the fuck he did. But he was in league with a fucking bug-eyed Egyptian. Don't trust them fucking Egyptians either. Because a lot of them motherfuckers are closeted racist and overt racist. I know a black woman who married an Egyptian and he treated her like shit. Cheated on her, gave her a disease and everything. A disease she can't get rid of either. But yet you, he pretended to be in love. Motherfuckers racist. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's makeup. It's a mascara. No, it's your spirit. Exactly. <laughs> they don't like when black women are responsible with their wounds. That's what they want. They don't want you. They'll let they, they don't care if you get birth control because they know that shit fucks your body up. And some birth control can make you infertile so that when you do want to have children, you can't hardly have them or it'll fuck up other parts of your body like Depo Rivera will fuck up your bones and your teeth. And um, so they they don't mind you taking the hormonal um methods which i am i'm too sensitive to and it also causes my blood to be thick so i can't take estrogen it makes my blood too thick it, it predisposes me to a clot i had a blood clot in my leg twice because of birth control so i can't take it so they yeah they don't want us to be responsible they like for us to have a bunch of chillings running around and shit they always give women to run around when they want their tubes tied. They act like they can't make decisions about their own bodies. Yeah, over in Finland, that shit, I, when I checked the law in Finland, it said you got to have three children and be married and have the permission of your husband to get your tubes tied. Three. Mm-hmm. And that's supposedly a country where women have just as many rights as men, but obviously not because you're making them have three children and have a husband's permission to get their tubes tied. Nah, like that shit is around the world. It's a fucking problem. Now, they did ask me if I wanted mine tied when after I had my son, but I wasn't married to his dad. So I said, no, uh, I should have got it done then when I had my C-section learning lesson. But um, it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. They may require you to be 25, married, and two children before being consider able to freeze your eggs. Yep. Yep. And there are women that I, I've read their testimonials and I've listened to their testimonials on YouTube 
that are in their 30s, late 30s, and have had three and four children, and they still got given the runaround. Like if, if they had the child, and then after the fact, they want their tubes tied, and it's not while they're already open due to a C-section, they give them the runaround, and they, they have a lot of problems. There was a lady who had a video on YouTube. I think she was like 36, and her and her husband had four kids, and they were done. And she wanted her tubes tied. She said she had to go through like four or five doctors to get that shit done. There was another lady who was in uh, late 20s. She said, I don't ever want kids. I have bipolar disorder. I, I'm done. I don't want any kids. Understand that I have the right to choose a child-free life because of my mental health and because my mother and my parents were shit. And I don't want that getting on to any child. I don't want to bring any child into this world. And they gave her to run around. Finally, she was able to get it. It's crazy, yeah. They don't want you to leave. <laughs> exactly. You can't hold a patient hostage. Exactly. Well, see, what it was was uh, Chapel Hill is a rival. That's Duke's rival. That's like the Clemson and USC rivalry. You know, um, shit. It's, it's, that's their rival. Tar Heels and the Duke Devils, yeah, that that's their rival. So they were like, oh, hell no. We're getting like... 60 grand of insurance money from this chick being in the hospital we don't want that money going to unc but also they know that because of my experience i would have left a bad review so they that's also why they didn't want me to leave they just were like well we 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 really will make sure that you know she doesn't have any problems and stuff like that and we were and i was like okay well we'll see we'll see get that nurse off of my fucking case get that nurse off of my case and get that doctor off of my case now and I told them, I told them all with my, my own mouth, I said, I want him, I want Kranzdorf, I want this nurse, I want that nurse, I want all of them off of my case immediately. I don't want them having any more involvement in my case while I'm in this hospital. And if I find out that they're involved, y'all got a lawsuit on your hands. So they also knew that if I had to leave, I would sue. I would, yeah, I would, I would have been able to sue them for improper medical care, and and you know prejudice and a lot of shit, negligence, a lot of shit. I would have, cause it's straight up malpractice and it's negligence to deny me medication and then to say that I'm not have, I don't have a use for pain medication when I'm already in physical therapy because I'm having so much nerve pain I can barely walk, and you're telling me I'm not in pain. So they knew I would have had a multi-million dollar lawsuit too. That's also why they worked hard not to get me to leave. It's, it's been about 20 times that I could have sued motherfuckers in the hospital. I would be sitting up damn near a billionaire by now. That's how many times things have been done to sabotage me as a patient or to try to sabotage me as a patient or how I've been treated with malpractice or neglect. That is how many times it's happened. I've been sitting up looking like a fucking billionaire. That's how many times I could have sued these motherfuckers had I won. But going back to what I uh, forgot to say about Prisma Health, I told my I was so livid for years over how it was treated. Oh, hey, Queen of the South. No worries. Mm-hmm. They dodging like we put hunting them down for child support. Yep. They already think black people have a higher tolerance for pain. Thank you. There are studies that prove this about the medical community. Yeah, and he was German descent. So you got them nasty fucking spirits up in there. Too. Yeah, they all they do think that they think that we oh she can take it. I've watched them do this shit to me multiple times. 
watched a white white bitch come in the hospital time out her stomach hurt come in the emergency room come right in the door time out my stomach hurt and 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 hole in her stomach and leaning over faking and shit and they rush her ass back but i'm sitting there for eight hours as a sickle cell patient in a full-blown crisis eight fucking hours with no pain medication so they do that shit all the time i've had that experience multiple times so actually countless i can't even remember it's, it's been over it's been over 20 fucking times where i've been made to wait and other patients with minor shit have been rushed back and so that's why i started going to duke also because they have a ranking system and sickle cell patients are at the top other than somebody coming in not breathing other than somebody having a stroke or you know traumatic injury gunshot wound stuff like that sickle cell patients are like number two on the triage list and other patients so they don't make us wait behind somebody with a fucking broken arm because they know if you sit there in a crisis you can die from that shit there have been people with sickle cell who have been made to wait and they died in the fucking emergency department they died in a waiting area there's people that have stroked out in the waiting area. There's people that have had heart attacks. There's all kind of shit that has happened because they were made to wait and their, their blood wasn't circulating like it should have. They weren't treated and they just died right there. A crisis they think is just about pain. You can die from that if you don't get quick medical attention. So especially and then the men, if they have sickle cell, they can have something called priapism, which is a really really painful erection they can lose their ability they can become impotent for the rest of their life if that's not treated right away that is a medical emergency mm -hmm. yeah they yeah they come to the hospital with stash of pain pills and they be taking they be taking the patient's pain medication now a lot of them bitches that's why i don't trust nurses or any healthcare providers because especially of the caucasian sort because of how they've treated me, but also because they've been the main one shooting up and they've been the main one stealing pain pills. That's why they have, that's also why their personalities are very unstable, not only because of personality disorder and spirits, but because they be popping pills all the time and they hide that shit. They love getting high. Southern Italians get sickle cell too, exactly. Southern Italians, East Indians, Latinos, I think it's like one in a thousand with Latinos. Um, Greek people, thalassemia is very popular, uh, excuse me, prevalent in Italy and in Greece and Eastern Europe. There are even white Europeans that are now being born with sickle cell because of all the intermarrying. They don't intermarry with the Nigerians and Angolans and other people from Africa. And it's done come down the bloodline and now white people with blonde hair and blue eyes are being born with sickle cell trait and some of them are having crises because if you have sickle cell trait you can have symptoms of sickle cell disease you can have the bone pain you can have the aches you can have the shortness of breath you can have um problems breathing at high altitude all kind of shit yeah they wonder why the opiate rates are so high mm-hmm that yeah most of the issues with white coworkers, they medicate all day with scripts so they can handle being extra. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you have, yep, Queen of the South, you have to have some melanated blood to get the trait. Yes. Yep. They've even found some Asians have it now, too. Mm -hmm. And my phenotype comes from India and um, the Arabian nations. So, but it also comes from Angola because 
Angola has the highest number of babies born with sickle cell disease in the world every year. So sickle cell disease is the most common genetic disorder in the world, and yet people are so fucking ignorant about it, especially healthcare workers. That's why I don't trust them motherfuckers. I don't ever trust them. I want to see how they're going to treat me, and I want to see their attitude, and I want to read their spirit. But I was so, yeah, pupils all dilated. <laughs> Yep, Angola is the is the country with the highest uh, per capita birth rate of children born with sickle cell. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so um, that's the thing about like when I was so livid with that hospital, I was pissed with them for years. Like every time like their name would come up or somebody I would know somebody was in there that I knew, I would just get like mad all over again how I was treated as a patient. And the things that was done and then my friends passing away and ha having bad treatment and, you know, black families being taken advantage of and, and pushed out and all kind of stuff. Yeah, PCOS. And they seem confused about it. And they don't have, it seems like they don't have any good treatments for PCOS. They want to put a lot of women on birth control pills or they want to give them metformin, which is a diabetes medication. Like a friend of mine, they said they uh, she wanted to be treated for her PCOS and... They gave her birth control pills and then they tried, they put her on metformin. And I'm like, why would they put you on metformin? And she said, well, they say it's going to help. And I'm like, you don't have diabetes. What else is that going to do to your body? Yes, PCOS is very common with black women. Mm -hmm. The doctors are confused. And she just seemed, she was like, I can't. She's like, I'm telling them what's going on. And they act like they don't know much about it. Yeah, that's good, Unbothered Queen. Yep, my uh, really dear friend of mine has uh, PCOS, and another bestie of mine uh, from years ago had PCOS too. Oh, Joe, okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but yeah, it is true. A lot of people are so ignorant. Like, they've known about this disease ten since, I think, 1910. So we're going into 110 years, 111 years of knowledge about the disease, and still very little being done about it i know there are some new drugs out on the market but my uh doctor gave me brochures on it but he he wasn't like telling me oh you need something he was just like well just want to give you i know you do your research here's some new stuff that's hitting the market in 2021 um or that has hit the market recently and uh here's some information but i'm not going to be taking anything because when i tried taking hydria or hydroxyurea um it actually made me worse. It, it was one of the, it was the only FDA approved treatment for sickle cell up until recently. And when I tried it years ago, it made me worse. It gave me horrible headaches and it's a chemotherapy drug. So I was worried about long-term effects because there was, um, a, a, you know, a general consensus that if you take it long-term, you can end up with leukemia. And I'm like, oh, hell no. The last thing I need is leukemia on top of sickle cell. Fuck that shit. I said, I'll just do without it. So um, I manage my condition with herbs and a lot, I always drink a lot of water. And because my phenotype is double sickle or SS with high fetal hemoglobin, that high fetal hemoglobin keeps me from getting sick as often, fortunately. So um, thank you, Queen of the South. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lady, she invented the term uh, sickle cell warrior. I think she has a Facebook group or she used to do YouTube. But yeah, um, I was really 
I never knew growing up that T-Boz from TLC had sickle cell. I was like, oh my freaking gosh, like T-Boz is, and I didn't learn that until I was well into my 20s, but I was so inspired. I'm like, wow, best-selling girl group of all time. And she was able to do that. And so I always had goals and always felt like I could accomplish things, but that's what made it so angering for me to have these people that wanted to sabotage my health in the hospital and so i got so angry with the hospital i told my mom i'm like ma i would this was back when you know i was still talking to them years ago i was like ma i would burn that motherfucker to the ground i didn't cuss i was like ma i would burn that bad boy to the ground just not hurt any patients or people but i would burn it down so that they would have to start all over because it needs to be scrapped it's horrible they always killing people over there they always allegedly killing people over there you know the, the name of the hospital was Toomey, but the nickname around the way and around town was tombstone because you go in there you ain't coming out you ain't coming out the same way you went in there and that's how uh that's what i mean about like blood sacrifice and rituals and shit and satanists and devil worshipers and nsps because a lot of them go into health care so that they can have access to life force and blood and tissues and shit and even if they're not into the occult or black magic, what they do is they go and leech off of people. They like having people's so-called lives in their hands. You know, I, I'll never forget that X-Files episode about um, it was one where he discovered that the surgeons at the hospital were killing people on purpose and performing blood rituals during the surgery. The people they were performing blood rituals during the surgery and the people would just bleed out and die. And the surgeons all had like a whole cult, a coven, a satanic coven that they were doing that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so oh, it did. Damn, Joe. Well, I'm glad to hear that somebody else had the same experience because I'm sorry he got sick, but my family got mad at me because I didn't want to take it. And I told them I feel worse. Like my doctors understood and they were like, okay, no problem. And I told him, I said, I feel horrible. It, it takes all of my energy away. The little bit of energy that I had, it takes it away. It doesn't make me feel better. I feel worse. I, I'm having horrible migraine headaches that last 12 hours out of a 24-hour day. And when I told my doctor at Duke about it, um, she was like, yeah, she said, you just happen to be in that 1% of people that has those horrible headaches. She said, well, you don't have to worry about it. You know, uh, we'll do without it. It's all right. So I stopped taking it. Mm -hmm. It is frightening, Queen of the South, yep. It is frightening. But I was so angry at that hospital. I don't know. God God was real pissed because let me tell you what happened to that hospital. That motherfucker had to be renamed because they got the largest punishment, the largest judgment levied against them in U.S. history for Medicaid and Medicare fraud. So not only were they allegedly killing people, they were stealing money from the federal government. And so the federal government clamped down on their ass and sued them so bad, levied such a big judgment that they had to shut down, change they shut down under operation of the uh, corporation that initially owned them. They had to sell off, change the name, and another managing corporation had to take them over. If you look up Toomey Hospital, federal judgment you will see that shit no other hospital in u.s history has been sued by the department of justice for that much money yes and so i said hi hi bitches 
that's what the fuck you get. I couldn't burn your motherfucking asses down, but they burn your fucking pockets up for 970 something million dollars. Almost a billion fucking dollars. Y'all stole a lot of goddamn money. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking money because Sumter County is small. We only got about 55,000 people here. You stole almost a billion fucking dollars from the U.S. government? Well, I know some of that was punitive damages, but still, God, oh, that's a lot of money. More than one way to skin a cat, yep. And boy, I was laughing when I saw that shit. I was like, hey, thank you most high for the judgment. Thank you, because I was mad with them for some years. And I was like, somebody need to shut them down. Somebody need to do something. Somebody need to sue them real good. You know, because they had been paying people off for years. They had been paying people hush money. They would injure people. They would kill, allegedly kill people. Uh, even white families went through that shit. People were mysteriously dying and they were just paying a little hush money so that people wouldn't have a lawsuit because the lawsuit would have been public record and they would have really been, you then, then they would have attracted the attention of the feds if they got a federal law, uh, like a big lawsuit. The feds would have been like, hmm. And then the state would have been looking like, hmm, we need to send some people in to evaluate because this couple or this family just won 12 million for malpractice so we need to look into what's going on here it would have attracted a lot of attention so they were paying little pennies and little hush money to families to keep them quiet and then finally uncle sam said nope you stole money from us via medicaid and medicare you owe us 900 something million and you're gonna pay it so <laughs> karma's a bitch <laughs> killing all them black people and hurting them and, and doing stuff to elders they even hurt a lot of elderly people, too. Mm-hmm. I knew they wasn't right. Yep, and there's my proof. Medicare and Medicaid fraud. So if you're stealing money, baby, you'll do anything. You If you steal from Uncle Sam on a huge scale like that and you're supposed to be a hospital helping people, you'll do anything to the patient. You don't give a fuck if you're doing that kind of shit. If you're stealing their insurance money, that means you don't give a damn. Exactly. Sumter County is very small. That's why I knew it was karma. I'm like, thank I boy, I, I was shouting when I saw that shit. I was shouting like a grandma in an old Baptist church. I was like, yes, yes, get them, get them. <laughs> they made my life hell when I was in that motherfucker. They made my life hell, Lord. They sure did. These NSPs, and then it was a particular narc that was running the hospital by the name of Jay Cox, COX, like Cox Cable. See, never mistake the CEOs they pick to put over certain entities. Cox Cable is a precursor to Time Warner Cable in this area. Like in Virginia, it was Bell South or Bell Atlantic. We also used to have Bell Atlantic down in Myrtle Beach when I was growing up. But Cox Cable was the precursor to Time Warner Cable. So you're named Jay Cox, COX. You are connected to old money. That's why you became CEO of the hospital. It wasn't necessarily because you were qualified or because your heart was good or because you were a leader. It's because your family name got you there. And that's what they usually do to CEOs. They put CEOs up there because of who they're connected to, not because they're necessarily qualified. And even if they do have qualifications, the name, get the name, it's the name that gets them places. So, you know, there's people that will get upset about not making it in the music industry or not having this opportunity. You don't have the right last name. And you and they also check your astrology chart 
because they want to see who they can manipulate. And if you got a certain chart, they don't want you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm going to get off of here, y'all. I'm going to talk some more about these NSPs. I just wanted to shoot the breeze a little bit and tell y'all about these trifling-ass um, witches, okay? Because that's really what they are. It's witchcraft. When somebody says these things to you to make you doubt yourself, to try to take away from or denigrate who you are inside, to try to make you think back on, oh, well, should I really be doing that or did my mama teach me right? Did my dad teach me right? Like, is there something wrong with how my family grew up or how my family grew things or did things? Like, it's um, it's meant to make you feel inferior. And we can talk about racism and prejudice, but this is a prime thing that NSPs do. They always want you to feel inferior to them. You know, um, <laughs> I had an NSP recently say some shit about, well, you know, I'm a... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be a millionaire in the next three years. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well on my way to being a millionaire in the next three years. Really? Yep. Oh, the county you live in. Okay. Yeah, Alabama does have a lot. Um, There was a, a friend of mine, an older guy. He kind of adopted me like his daughter. And he was a chaplain and a student advisor at Duke. And his son had sickle cell. That's how me and him met because um, they asked me if I wanted advisory from the chaplaincy. And I said, sure, I didn't mind. You know, one time I was in the hospital years ago, many years ago, like 2007, 2008. And um, he came in and he was a very well-educated, older black man. And he was like, he didn't tell me at first that his son had sickle cell, but we had such a great conversation and the vibe was so good. and He was so friendly he was like, you know, he's like, it seemed like you like you like I've known you forever. And so the next time he visited me was in the when I was in the hospital another time. And then he told me, he said, you know, my sons are your age. They're a little bit younger than you. But one of my sons has sickle cell. And he said, you know, my son is in school down in Huntsville, Alabama, and he's not really taking care of himself. And so he's been having to go into the hospital a lot down there. But yeah, Alabama, I'm definitely aware that Alabama has a large population. And I've I've been to Grady too. Um Grady Memorial in Atlanta. Great Atlanta, of course, with all those black people, they have a huge population. But the thing I didn't like about Grady and why I chose to go to Duke, because so Grady at the time, I don't, I haven't checked in with Grady, but Grady, Duke, and some other places, there's like 10 sickle cell centers at the time, some years ago in the country, and, and Duke was one of them in the southeast, and so I chose Duke over Grady because Grady had, yeah, a 24-hour, 24-7 center for patients, but I wasn't interested in a 24-7 center, even though that was good, because once I went down there for a consultation and realized that they really just shooting people up and they come in and out, at least they were at that time, I'm like, nah, you're not really managing the disease in a good, in my perspective or in my medical opinion, you're not managing the disease like you should. You're just shooting them up with morphine and then they leave and three hours later they're in pain again, they come back and get another shot like that or or if you're giving them intravenous therapy and pain medication they're in here for a short period of time as soon as they start feeling better they leave 
but the crisis is not over. It's just the pain medication and the IV fluids is covering it for a while. For some patients that works, like they call it heading off a crisis. So some patients that works, some patients it doesn't. And then I found out that at Grady at the time, they would only put you in the hospital if you had a severe injury or a really bad infection, if you had sickle cell, whereas at Duke, if they try to get, if they knock your pain down or try to get on top of your pain in three hours or over the course of three hours and you're still not getting better and your labs are not improving, you're going in the hospital. We, they, they, they're like, we, not, we ain't got time for this shit. You're not clogging up our ER. We just going to send you up on the floor and you get better up there. Duke don't play that shit. And so I was like, that's an aggressive, that's an aggressive, more streamlined approach because you can put them on the floor, deal with it. If they get better by tomorrow, great, they can leave. But you're not clogging up the ER with all these patients around here. And yeah, Grady had a separate area for sickle cell patients, but I felt like they were enabling drug dependency by just shooting them up like that and telling them to go. Okay, that's good. Auburn is amazing. I've heard so many good things about Auburn. Mm-hmm. That's good. I've heard great things about Auburn. That's good, Joe. Thank you for sharing that with me. Birmingham. I yeah, I heard Birmingham is the best is the closest place to deal with it. And that's why, like with the rotting tree, she made a comment. This is how I know also that she wasn't a nurse. She wasn't a fucking nurse. She was probably a sitter or a CNA. Yes, you have to advocate for themselves. It's hard when so many of us are undereducated about the way things work. It's true. I had to learn a lot. I learned the hard way, but I did a lot of research and I, I read a lot of patient stories too. Because um, I went 12 years without a crisis. And so when I started having a crisis again when I was like 20, so I went from the age of 12 to... See, my last crisis was like, no, like 10. So I went to from the age of 10 to like almost 20, not having a crisis. 10, so yeah, like 2021 ish. Auburn is great, yep. And Auburn is well respected even here in South Carolina, too. And um, even around the country, but we definitely, people always speak of good things about Auburn here in South Carolina. And one of the things that um i forgot my train of thought so what i was talking about i think was what was i talking about y'all because i started thinking about auburn and birmingham oh grady so grady had a separate section but i felt like they were encouraging people to be dependent on um the narcotics and not really managing the disease properly so that's why i started going to duke in 2006 and I haven't been to Duke in a couple years, but I have a doctor at USC in Columbia and they were like, well, if you, you know, he's an internist, but they were like, if you need to consult with your hematologist or you ever want to go back to Duke, no problem going back to Duke for your stuff. But and Duke called me a couple, some months ago about going up there, but because I had just gotten back in the country and the COVID stuff was going, I was like, I really don't need to go. So I'm not going to be going into the hospital and clinics unnecessarily. So I only, I go for checkups every three months. Oh, rotting tree. Yeah. Thank you. Unbothered queen. I knew I was on something about Alabama too and healthcare. Okay. Yeah. Her vibe is off. Thank you, Toffee. That's what someone, a lot of people said that a couple of my behind the scenes said that um, they were like, nah, like, 
they couldn't listen to her or something wasn't right. And yeah, like I would get the wrong vibe from her sometimes too, but she has a hypnotizing quality. And I think that's what I was fascinated with, like her uniqueness and her eccentricity. But her vibe is off and she has, like I would watch videos every now and then. And she would have some good things, but yeah, she's into some dark shit and I didn't realize how dark it was. Thank you, Queen of the South. Yep, herbs help me a lot in supplements and um, keeping my stress low, but also getting away from narc family members, that kept me sick a lot. That kept me in and out of the hospital. Like, I had my, my organs were not fully shutting down, but they were becoming, they were malfunctioning and everything and I had a silent stroke dealing with my family and them. It could have been a massive fucking stroke. It could have been a stroke that actually disabled me. Thank God it didn't, but it still was a stroke that occurred while I was around family. And I know it was because of stress and spiritual attack. Rotting tree, oh, mother wisdom tree. Mm-hmm. Mother Wisdom Tree. That's who uh Spirit Tree Naima Vanita Davis. This is how I know she was not a nurse, that she was a sitter or a CNA. She made a comment on one of her live streams. This was before uh I I went off on her and had to expose her for acting funny towards me and shit. And for her um bullshit. She had been throwing sneak disses off and on for like 10 months anyway. And I just figured, oh, she's an older black woman. You know how older black women, you know, you, you in the black community, you're taught to respect them and they get away with a lot of shit. I was letting her get away with a lot of shit. Right. Yes, yeah, stress makes it act up real bad. That's my number one trigger, stress and then infection. Yep. So I know she wasn't a nurse because she made a comment on her live stream talking about well, you know, all these people on narcotics. I mean, <laughs> you go to you go to the emergency room here in Alabama, they will not give you any narcotics. They give you Tylenol or ibuprofen. And I commented back. I said, well, some people have to have something stronger than Tylenol or ibuprofen. I said, because if you take too much Tylenol, you'll fuck your liver up permanently. And if you take too much ibuprofen, you will destroy your kidneys and your heart. I said, and some diseases cannot be managed with that low weight shit, especially uh, something like a sickle cell crisis, which she claims she has sickle cell trait. So you should know that lightweight shit don't work for no real crisis. That's how I know she wasn't no fucking nurse because she was saying disrespectful shit about people who actually need pain medication. And I said, well, I guess I won't never live in Alabama then because if it's hard to get pain treatment there, I damn sure won't never set foot in the motherfucker. So, because if I ever get sick, I can't be bothered with that shit. I'm not going to be having nobody making me suffer. I've dealt with that shit and racist pieces of shit and racist assholes and slum buckets around here. Like, I'm not going to deal with that. I've been mistreated off and on since I was a child because of my condition. So I know she wasn't a fucking nurse when she said that shit. Thank you, Christina Marshall. Welcome. I think she also did too. Exactly. It's not going to work. Now, I do use Tylenol and Ibuprofen for mild pain, but a full-blown crisis or a serious acute pain from sickle cell, man, that's like having a beer. If you, That's like having a beer, but you claim you really want to get drunk. It's not going to touch it. It'll it'll reduce fever, yeah, but it's not going to touch that kind of serious pain. Um, 
And so I was like, yeah, you wasn't no nurse. You wasn't no LPN. You wasn't no RN talking like that because you should know that people with cancer and other seriously painful diseases, people with fibromyalgia, people with lupus, people with um, rheumatoid arthritis, when they get in these pain or, or even people with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, you can't manage that shit with over-the-counter drugs. You usually can't manage it with that shit. So I knew then you wasn't no nurse. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But yet you getting on your lives looking like a looking like a dumbass, looking like you smoking some smoking some shit. Probably smoking. I mean I don't believe she really smokes nothing. But I'm just saying like the way she acts is like so unstable. You want to talk about people that need opioids, bitch. You're on you're you're getting on your lives unstable and rambling and shit. You might as well be on drugs yourself. And not everybody that takes opioids gets high. Once you had to take those medications for years, you develop a tolerance. So one oxycodone might knock another people out, another person out for eight hours of sleep. It's like popping two or three Tylenol to me because I have a tolerance. It's not called addiction. It's called tolerance. Now, there's a difference between addiction and tolerance. Yeah, she is a dumbass. Because YouTube be paying these weirdos to come on here, unfortunately. YouTube be paying them and, and YouTube lures them with frequency and it gives them a sense of self. Self and it gives them a, um, it, it, it strokes their superiority complex and their ego. Because any fuck boy or fuck woman can get on this motherfucker and call themselves teaching and talking to people. They got to escape from the real world. Yes. And they know they can't pull that shit on people face to face because they have to deal with the immediate consequences and backlash. Exactly. And that's why I say, bitch, you'll be run out of town in a lot of places. No wonder you don't hardly leave Alabama. Uh, people wouldn't take you seriously in real life. You can fool them online because you're showing them a persona online. But people with good discernment will still not be fooled by you even online. Now, there's people out here that are readers, right? That are scamming to the point where they're even doing fake rape stories. They're doing fake domestic abuse stories. They're doing a lot of shit just to get money out of people. And then what happens is like, so they'll have a subscriber or a viewer listening or they'll talk to the person behind the scenes. Like they might DM the person or they get in an exchange. And then all of a sudden they'll send a message and say, can you please send me money because my husband or my boyfriend beat me last night and I had to leave and I don't have money for a hotel. And so the subscriber or the viewer that they listen to is like, oh, my gosh, she sis is in a bad, a bad lot. Let me see what's going on. Let me see if I can reach out to her. And then so the subscriber or the viewer, if they're smart, will check and see. Or get in touch with the person locally or get in touch with the police and see if, okay, if this person's like, is there any 911 call from this person? I'm concerned about this person. And then they find out that the motherfucker has a P.O. box and not an actual residential street address. And they find out it's a fucking scam. That the person was lying to get money. I've heard a lot of some of these readers are doing that kind of shit. And they're preying on who black women that they claim they care about so much yes the way she smiles that's what other people said is her teeth 
And that's why I don't, that's why I told y'all, remember, y'all may remember that video where I said you got to be careful about these readers who narrow their eyes and be glaring in their picture. She does that on every live thumbnail, just about. You got to be careful about them motherfuckers. Yeah, that's, that's who I was mainly talking about when I said that like 10 months ago. I was mainly talking about her, but I was also talking about another reader who um, is questionable. Yeah, <laughs> Dusty Hobo Fake Ninja's Heaven. <laughs> The U2 streets. <laughs> it is scary. There, yo, there is so much scamming that goes on on this platform. It's not even funny. And and there's so much negative energy, too. It's so much negative energy. Yeah, Joe. I rem and I was like, you gotta be you gotta be careful. And then so what they do is they listen to my videos and they try to like counteract. They try to do damage control. So they try to counteract what I'm saying and try to appear to be what I'm the opposite of what I'm describing. So if I'm saying be careful with the ones that don't smile and or if they, they have this certain look on their face or they have their eyes away, they'll purposefully smile and try to look like cute little girls or cute little women to counteract what I've already warned about. It's very crafty and it's very sneaky. And a lot of these women that are into the dark arts or black magic, they have an ability to hypnotize people through their eyes, to pull people in or mesmerize people through their eyes. You'll see the darkness there, but for some reason people will be drawn or curious. And that's the curiosity of darkness. That's just like why people like horror, they're curious. Plenty of scams, six figure days. Yep, plenty. And that's why I was like, that's why I was like, you know, not worried about her and not worried about other people doing any spiritual attack because it's like, well, if you were so powerful, you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't be scamming people. If you were so powerful, you wouldn't be scamming people, number one. <laughs> and number two, you could improve your life if you were so powerful. So I know that you're not going to fuck with me because you don't have permission to fuck with me. All right, so you sit down, come off of your high horse. Anytime NSPs threaten you, they're actually scared of you. So never, 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 ever take them motherfuckers seriously. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't take them seriously if they're making a threat of bodily harm and you're in a domestic situation or physical altercation or physical altercation can pop off. Yeah, if it's person to person, and they are really aggressive, you need to be on your guard around people like that. But online and just, you know, little snide remarks, them motherfuckers are usually cowards and they're not going to do what they say they're going to do. And so what you do is you one-up them. Since they like doing one-upmanship, you one-up them. Okay, so you want to put your hand around my throat? The next time you touch me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Since we're playing that game, since we're making threats, you made a physical threat. I'm making a verbal one, but my verbal one is going to turn into a physical one that's more severe. So try me if you want to. And then they're shocked. <gasps> and it's called, then they want to accuse you of being the abusive one because it's called reactive abuse. No, you started the shit. It never would have went there if you had not started it. So that's why I say, you know, yeah, people are love, in love with the dark side. And then they wonder why they suffer so much because they've given the dark side too much power. Healing, yeah, you can do healing through shadow work. And the dark is useful. We have to have balance. But really, the growth comes from the light. Don't nothing grow without the sun except for mushrooms, which is fungi. And fungi are what? 
parasitic just like demons are so don't 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 too much grow out here without sunlight at least some sunlight or at least something that can give them energy from the sun so if it grows it could be eating something that gets energy from the sun like deep she, deep sea um, marine life and fish and things and worms that eat plankton because the plankton come all the way up to the top to get the sunlight so they're still getting sun energy and then they go down lower and then those darker dwelling or lower dwelling fish and animals are able to eat them but they're still getting sun energy and that's kind of like how it works with the NSPs they like to deal with they like to mess with the people of the light which is like the empathic people the people of the light they make comments they get energy off of us they copy us they mimic us they use us as templates if we have an idea all of a sudden they biting the shit or they following up that is a sign of a jealous person i just looked up um jealous narcissists or narcissists and jealousy or i i think i googled narcissistic people and jealousy and it brought up traits and one of the traits of someone who's jealous of you is they copy you so that's why spirit made me put out that message uh some months ago about jealousy is not always flatter excuse me imitation is not always flattery it's also a sign of jealousy sometimes not all the time it just depends on who you're dealing with but y'all thank y'all for rocking with me my damn my live ended and done reconnected lord i just i just realized it reconnected but i didn't know the time started over so yeah poor hot grease <laughs> that remind me of that movie um medea's family reunion where she poured that pot of hot grits that's that al green that al green justice mm-hmm they don't get to be burn victims because they should have kept their hands to themselves. exactly exactly that's what i'm talking about you know hmm People play too much. People play too much. Like like, like what was done to me, you know, you're going to throw a heavy glass, not, not in my marriage or nothing, my former marriage, but this was done to me some years ago. Yeah, they love to act spiritual. They're going to throw a heavy-ass lead crystal vase. No, was it a vase or, no, a heavy lead crystal tumbler, like a beer mug type of glass. Them bad boys are heavy. I mean, one of them is like five pounds. You gonna take that motherfucker and hurl it with all of your strength at the back of my head and it just whooshes past my ear so it just missed my head by two or three inches and hits the wall. And then when I turn around and say, if you throw something else at me or if you hit me again, I'm gonna fucking stab you. Now you, well, I, 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 I didn't cuss at you. No, but you tried, you threatened my fucking life because had that shit hit me in the back of my head, I would have had a traumatic brain injury. Who knows if I would have woke up from that? Who knows if I would have been alive? And now, well, I didn't cuss at you, but you cussed at me. And then when the cops come, the white cops show up. Now you're trying to downplay what the fuck you've done. Nah, don't downplay it now. You want to get physical, let's get fucking physical. You'll be bleeding and I'll be bleeding. What the fuck you want to do? And that's that's why I don't play those kind of games because they love to threaten. They love to be aggressive until you meet their aggression. Then it's, it's like, oh, now you want to clutch your pearls. You shouldn't have came at me like that. You shouldn't be playing them games. You never know how somebody's going to react. You should know that about wild animals too. 
You don't ever know what an animal is going to do. You should know that about human beings too. You don't ever know when you're going to come up on somebody at the wrong time and they're going to be tired or they're going to be on alert and they've already peeped your threatening behavior, you know, your jealousy, your envy, your rage, your aggression, whatever. They've already peeped that shit in you and they've been waiting on you to pop off. And so that day you meet your fucking match and that be murder she wrote. People play too fucking much out here and these NSPs are playing too fucking much. They're playing with people's lives, they're doxing people, they're playing with people's children, they're putting people's children online. Do you know there's people out there that will drive up to your house and there are people out here that don't play so much to the point where they will drive up to a motherfucker's house and sit outside and wait and catch them going to the gas station and fuck them up. There's people that will pay somebody to kill a motherfucker. Okay, that happens all the time. So I don't know why these people think just because they're on YouTube, they're invincible. Like that people can't find them. It's not hard to find people in this world. This is the digital age. You can find anybody. You got voice recognition. You got facial recognition. You got archives. And you got fucking license plate uh, private investigating companies. You got document companies. You got public records. You got all this shit. It's easy to find anybody. And these people that are doxing, especially in the black sector, it just is it's fucking amazing because I don't see any white people doing that shit. That's the thing. I never see doxing like that going on in the white sector. Or so-called white communities or white genres on this platform. It's always black people. But niggas play too much. Niggas play too fucking much. Yeah, it was God. It sure was. Keep your hands to yourself. It was God that let me walk, that let her aim be just slightly off and it went past my head. Absolutely. But she never tried that shit with me again. Because I was headed to the kitchen when I said that. I said, And I just turned around real calm. I said, if you throw something else at me. Or you touch me or hit me again, I'm going to fucking stab you. So you've already been warned, right? And that's how you have to do them because they get so enraged and it's like they're soulless. So when that entity is just about what it wants or whatever's operating through them is just about what it wants, they're just full on ego at that point. And at that point, they think they're God. You know, it's that I brought you in this world. I could take you out type of bullshit. Exactly. I know the freak she didn't. <laughs> so they try you like that. They'll make threats. They'll say, well, you know, um, or they'll try to make you feel I, I'm, I'm mad at you. I don't give a fuck what you're mad about. If I didn't do anything wrong, what the fuck are you mad about? You're just letting your ego run amok. Like, really, usually when they say shit like that, they claim they're mad at somebody or mad at you. Really, if you reverse the argument and look go back to the beginning you'll see whatever they're mad about is actually their own fault yeah oh <laughs> joe said doxing only happens over here in the ebt section eight sector of youtube exactly and that's what a powerless motherfucker or bitch does when they're powerless oh i'm gonna I'm 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 put all her information out i'm gonna tell people where the fuck she live and if any of them motherfuckers roll up, guess what? It'll be a 45 waiting on their ass and a shotgun. So you can tell them all you want to. Try me, bitch. <laughs> Try me because it stands your ground in this motherfucker. I will gladly put a motherfucker in the dirt. Because you don't have the right to come over here and, and be on no bullshit.
you know, so they love to try that shit because they're powerless. That's just like how my ex put my passport online on a faith Facebook page, doxed me online. And then threatened talking about, well, just so you know, I've got all your other documents too. I said, no, you don't have all of my other documents. I said, but whatever you're going to do, do it, bitch. Like, I'm not going to live my life scared of you. You could hold a shit for 10 years if you're still living and decide to drop it then. I don't give a fuck. You're not going to stop me from saying what I want to say. And you're not going to run my life. I don't give a fuck. Do it. And what's going to happen is the U.S. Embassy is going to get down after your ass and the State Department after your ass for fucking fraud because you don't have the right to do anything with any American's passport. That is state property. So you're really setting yourself up for a felony charge. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he put my passport online. It, even though it was fucked up, I'm glad he did it because that's a, that could be a federal state charge, a State Department charge, because that's considered fraud. With American U.S. State Department property. See, you're not thinking you're just immature when you do shit like that. So see, I don't know why these people dox like they do, but they're all, all they're doing is setting themselves up when they're throwing out legal documents and stuff. Usually it'll say something about this is the property of whatever federal entity and misuse is um followed by a fine of up to 250 grand. Like if you are interfering with the postal service or the mail there's a fine there you interfering with somebody's social security number or their social security documents that's a fine there see they're setting themselves up to be run over by the fucking man they don't even realize that there's fines attached to this shit that that is legal evidence to send somebody to fucking jail and most of these people can't afford to pay no two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine to the federal government or to any entity for that matter. Most of them can't even afford to pay $500 fines. So they play too much. And all it's doing is digging graves for them. You know, I got so much evidence. Like well, how I was doxxed. Um, he's just really just fortunate that he's over there. But it still was. I still sent that evidence to the State Department. And the U.S. Embassy. I still, I still alerted them that it was fraud. You don't play with people's passports and their birth certificates and their social security cards in this fucking country. That's fraud. The government, that's one thing that they will get down behind is some fucking fraud. All, man, I be putting people's, um, putting them little telemarketers. I be putting their asses on that do not call registry. Guess who gets down behind them? The Federal Trade Commission. The FTC gets down behind them and starts investigating them motherfuckers. Why are you calling all these Americans all the time? And what scam are you running? See, so when you dox people, you get the feds looking down in your ass. Especially when you do it unwarranted. Now, I, I doxed his ass back because I had a right to do so. You want to put my shit online? Okay, bitch, I'll put your shit online. And you lucky I didn't put your shit on the fucking dark web so one of them crazy ass Russians or one of them Serbs can get your shit and fuck up your credit over there in Finland. You lucky I didn't do that shit. But I took it down once he once I got um, once the Facebook post got removed, I took it down. You know, I didn't leave it up. And it never would have went that far, but he took it that far. He doxed me first because he was mad that I left him. But you set yourself up for federal charges. Finland can't do nothing to me because I'm an American. And not only that, 
there's evidence that you did that first. There's a timeline of events where you were stalking, harassing, leaking government documents, and so on and so forth while you were in Finland and, there, and your IP address is attached. So they're going to see where you did all of this stuff first. And that's why they didn't give me any kind of, um, you know, retaliation or punishment for violating his privacy because he started it. They let me go free and clear. So, but if he wants to get in trouble um, with the U.S. government, then he can try that shit again. I don't think he's got the balls to, though. What I would do is, if he ever tried that shit again, or if I ever get wind of him doing that shit again, I'll just uh, get somebody, me and somebody will get together, and we'll fuck his ass up and, and put a good hex on him, and he'll be dead, dead and stinking within a couple of weeks. You know? And if he don't think it's possible, then he need to ask a lot of these black women in the South. He need to go read some goddamn testimonies about all these black women in the South that have killed their husbands and that have killed their men. So he can try it if he want to. He already got warned when I was over there by that man that was his next door neighbor that was on the other side of his wall dying, dropping dead. You already was warned, motherfucker. And I know he's listening, or if he's not listening now, he will be listening. He needs to understand that you're not going to get away with that shit with me. That bitch that tried that shit that I used to stay with, she tried locking me out. All that bitch did was locked me out. And this was she heard on her door in the wee hours of the morning when she locked me out. <coughs> Who do you think that was? Spirit. She said she ain't never heard no not like that in her life. Don't fucking play with me. What they did was they knocked like that to let her know. Open the fucking door. Don't lock her out. So that motherfucker want to play with me? Keep on playing. I already told him don't email me. All I need to do is talk to the judge. I already told him I ain't got nothing to say to you. You know, you ain't got shit to say to me. Whatever's going on with the correspondence and the paperwork, the judge has sent it to, re to me. Ain't got nothing to do with you. You talk to the judge, the judge talks to me. That's, that's kind of like our mediator. Don't say shit to me. But if he ever starts any more cyberbullying, it's going to be a fucking problem. And I know he's been downvoting my fucking videos too. Not all of them, but he's been down. He downvoted my live streams where I exposed his ass and my video where I said I was targeted with gang stalking via a marriage. He downvoted that shit. And I can tell he watches all the time because guess what it says on my analytics? 0.9% of your audience is in Finland. Who else would be watching me in Finland? Same on my podcast. Finland. Who else would still be watching all these months later? <laughs> a year later after I done left a motherfucker. Who else would be watching from over there? So I would damn sure kill his ass. Whether it's with black magic or whatever, I get I would pay somebody to do that shit if he ever fucks with me again. That's right. That's right. They do always pay Christina Marshall. Yep. And that's why I haven't gotten my hands dirty with none of that shit. Cause I'm like, it's all good. It's all good. But at the same time, I reflect back and I'm like, you know what? That was a serious uh spiritual warfare battle, and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that 
I have the wealth of experience from that and understanding what it was. But at the same time, I'm not going to take any shit off of him or anybody else that operates like him. Because he's the most controlling person I've ever come across so far on this planet. Like, it was just ridiculous. And um, when I say, like, I've never met somebody um, in a person-to-person -person relationship or friendship or association that had that was so mentally ill and he hit it so fucking well that's the thing that's why i say you got to be very careful with a lot of these aquarius people because they hide their mental illness extremely well not just aquarius a lot of people in a lot of signs but aquarius there's something there's something there i'm not sure what it is but there's something about their sign where they can hide that shit real good they they know how to be really nice and humanitarian and charming just like fucking rotting tree wisdom tree that's a fucking aquarius okay they know how to hide that shit real fucking good until they don't and even though she wasn't that effective at hiding her she was effective at hiding her darkness and the shit she was into and getting people to support her that bitch is a scammer too Yep. And ain't no allegedly on that. That bitch is a fucking scammer. She got all kind of ripoff reports on her. Go Google Spirit Tree Naima Vanita Davis ripoff reports and you'll see the shit. She's a fucking scammer. Allegedly. <laughs> so a lot of these toxic black bitches get into spirituality to try to make themselves feel better but really they're severely mentally ill men mentally ill severely mentally ill they they're no different you know they love to talk about white people and how bad white people are and how bad trump is but these motherfuckers are worse than trump at least trump tells you what the fuck he's about these motherfuckers hide it i got more respect for a, pe a person that says it outright than somebody who hides it and pretends they are dirty they set you up and play the victim exactly multiple aquarius men and women are like that there's one in particular that i'm aware of on youtube that is a fucking narcissist but calls everybody else a narcissist and she's an aquarius of course they're very dangerous yep very dangerous so i'm always like when i when i find out somebody's that sign you know, I read their spirit especially carefully because at first I didn't have experience, too much experience with Aquarius females, to my knowledge. Like, I only knew um, mostly Aquarius men. And I know each zodiac sign, the men can be definitely different than the women. So, like, Aquarius, so, like, Scorpio women are slightly different than Scorpio men. But... My experience was with Scorpio, uh, excuse me, with Aquarius men being very controlling and very jealous. Okay, and also had being prone to depression and anxiety, and that's that Swords energy that's fucking in the Tarot. That's the Eight of Swords, the Nine of Swords energy, and so I had experience with them. But then I encountered a very verbally abusive black woman on YouTube, who's an Aquarius female. And I evaluated that, and at first I was like, okay, maybe it's just personality, but I'm like, yes, yeah, definitely personality, but it's also connected to the sign of Aquarius. 
And so I was like, okay, this person, okay, set that aside to be considered. And then there's another, when I, when I realized what was up with Mother Wisdom, that's when I was like, this is not a fucking coincidence. This is not a fucking coincidence because they're both verbally abusive and they're both Aquarius black females. So not just verbally abusive, some, they know how to put on the charm in order to get shit out of people. They know how to put on a charm to get donations. They know how to get, put on a charm to get support. They know how to use people and scapegoat people in order to make their cause more seem more legitimate. Hey, Loki. Hey, I'm about to get off of here now. Yep. Just a little late night talk because I was up. Uh, I was taking a nap earlier. So now I'm up late. <laughs> hey, Loki. I appreciate you popping by. Oh, wow. Six figure days. Wow. Yep. I don't know what it is. I, well, I do know a little bit about the astrology, but yeah, they're very mental. A lot of them. A lot of them. Matter of fact, my ex. Who's karmic that I've talked about quite a bit on this channel. The bitch that's a gold digger and shit that trapped him with a baby. That bitch is an Aquarius. She's mentally ill and delusional. And she's obsessed. She's been chasing that nigga for 10 fucking years. Bitch is crazy as fuck. And you can look in her face and tell that there's something wrong with her. Look up Latifah Walker on Facebook from Columbia, South Carolina or Sumter, South Carolina. She probably got a lie on there saying she's living in Columbia. She don't live in Columbia. She live right here in fucking Sumter. Look up Latifah Walker, L-A-T-I-F-A-H Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R and look in that bitch's face. That's a fucking crazy ass Aquarius. And I'm calling her name because I know the bitch stalks my page and probably listens and shit. And she did do black magic and shit to him. And she did it to me and my children. There's no allegedly on that. That's what the fuck she did. But I love him alone because I'm like, I told him, I'm like, there's something wrong with you for you to keep dealing with a person like that, too. So he might even have some mental illness, too. But these are the ones that want to become doctors of psychology. These are the ones that want to counsel others, but yet they own shit is fucked up. Now, I don't expect nobody to be perfect, but how you going? How you going to call somebody uh, telling them they need to come to you and uh, advertising that you counseling? You about to have a degree in this and your relationship is fucked up. You don't need to be counseling nobody on no marriage and relationship issues when you with a bitch living in your house and you can't even sleep in your own motherfucking bed because that bitch done took over shit and you let her run over you like a goddamn tractor trailer how you gonna call yourself counseling somebody and see what i told him was i said you know what me and you i said i said whoever i would give a chance I'm not about no fucking games, number one. I've never been about that. I said, but number two, it's very important with the spiritual path that I'm on that I live what I say. So I will not be involved with a fuck boy or fuck girl situation, friendship, association, co colleague, business partner, friend, whatever. I'm not going to be involved in fuckery with the spiritual path I'm on because people listen to me. And it's hypocritical for me to be talking about self-love and self-respect to be with a motherfucker that don't respect me. And I said, so there would be people and men to try to come into my life to intentionally 
try a relationship or establish something with me to then fuck me over because then it will become a public embarrassment and a detriment to me spiritually. It would tear me down spiritually and physically as well as financially. And then it would have all of my clients and everybody that looks at me and watches me or listens to me like, what the fuck, Brie? I thought you learned your lesson from the crazy white boy in Europe. What the fuck is this shit now? How you going to be preaching a good word and not living it? So see, that's why I told when I told him that, I think he was kind of shocked. I think he was shocked because of the the seriousness of how responsible I am. But I also think <laughs> that uh, he was shocked because I think he thought he was going to be able to come in and fuck my life up and play games with me again. Oh, they're okay to you, extremely petty. Yeah, I mean, I like them because they're eccentric, but they just don't, the men don't work for me in relationships because they're so cold and aloof. And then the women, yeah, they're petty, but they're also usually verbally abusive. So, I mean, they're fun and I can have a good kiki and a laugh, but usually they're very jealous too. Aquarius women are very jealous a lot of times but also the men because I've like I said I've been engaged to one Aquarius man married to one Aquarius man so no engaged to two Aquarius men married to one and then another one tried to talk to me and then dated another one for four long years so that's four that I've been in serious relationships with and then all of them were jealous and controlling. All of them. Yep. They hate light workers. Yeah, they know a chosen one. When they see one, they will do anything to belittle you and make you look bad. Yes, Christina. And every, just about every reading talks about this person wants to come back because they see you as a financial blessing and they want to limit you. They want to hold you back. So they, they, what they used to do was they looked down on you before and now they see what kind of path you're on. So now they want to come back in, but it's not for love, it's for a piece of the pie or for opportunity. Opportunity, so it's an opportunistic type of thing. And so when I, I think he got a little bit shocked when I talked about how I can't just let anybody come in. Number one, that's not me, but number two, I'm, I'm extremely um, good on my filter now because I know there are people that would, like I said before, target me just, just so I could be the fucking laughing stock again just like i was with uh crazy white boy in europe It'd be fucking laughing stock again you know uh oh yeah you you was preaching all that swirling shit look at what that white dude did to you that type of shit oh, oh now you was with a black man and and the black man done fucked you over too i mean i guess you just can't win for losing <laughs> you would be surprised at how many of these bitches was happy that that shit got fucked up You'd be surprised. The same very divestment, interracial, swirling bitches, they was happy that shit failed. That's why nothing that's why I only that's why none of them reached the fuck out and said shit to me when the fucking shit did go left. They didn't give a fuck. They didn't even donate a fucking dollar to me. Only ones that donated to me was um one of my subscribe one of my moderators and then uh, two other black women and that's it. So, yeah, that's why I don't let just any old body in, because I know there's so many people 
watching and waiting for some for something to happen for me to be sabotaged like that's been going on my whole life where people have been sabotaging me intentionally and I'm thinking oh this person is cool or this person is my friend or this person cares about me and no it's not about that it's the spirits within them trying to stop me and so one of the readings that I heard was like this was yesterday matter of fact it was an Aquarius reading uh, because I have an Aquarius moon but I'm a Scorpio sun so the reading was talking about this particular ex that I was just referring to and how this individual damn near killed me because that's how bad the heartbreak was and it's true so I would never let anybody like that come back he's blocked I would never let anybody come back that did that shit to me ever and I considered it for a moment because he acted like he he acted he tried to spin it as if oh it wasn't him it was just the circumstances oh it wasn't me it was just I was busy oh it wasn't me it was just I had family shit going on oh it wasn't it wasn't us not having a good dynamic. It was just a lot of mitigating circumstances and it was just wrong timing. That's how he tried to spin it. But no, it was straight up fucking intentional betrayal. You did that shit because you wanted to fucking do it. Period. Yes, anybody who isn't of the highest God will expose. So long story short, my guards are extremely high. Okay, I don't even fuck with my relatives. So I damn sure am very careful about any people out there that are in you know in the world as they call it just people out there because i've had people that have been close to me all my life sabotage me then i started getting this tea about being cut out of a fucking wheel I, that's been going on for some years so i don't even know if some of my relatives cut me out of a wheel or stole money that was entitled to me i don't even know about that shit like if that's if that's the case i'm sure god will or spirit will show me what's up eventually but i've been getting that like i've been getting that sensation for some years now that somebody took money that was entitled to me that was left to me and somebody stole it because i remember when i was a little girl my dad had a bank account with me with my name on it and when i got older and i, I saw the mail coming with payable to me it was like okay ownership of my mother and then it was payable to me and it was a wachovia bank account and when i saw it coming in the mail i was like 15 i finally worked up the courage to ask her because i didn't really question my parents like that's how we were raised i didn't question them like that about important documents but um so finally i asked her i said hey ma you know like what's what's up with this why does this have my name on it and it also had her maiden name on it and i said you know this is a is this a bank account she said girl ain't no money in there that money been gone okay so was that some money that was left to me by a family member and you just spent it all up i don't have no idea what was in it i'll never know what was in the fucking account then separately you got i got grandparents that passed away if they left me anything it would be easy for the money have been to be stolen because of how my mother is She's always been very greedy and selfish. So if, for example, my grandpa left me some money because that's her daddy, she would have just took the money and kept it for herself. She wouldn't have never gave me nothing. 
I'm not sure if this has happened on my mom's side, but I get the feeling that it has. There's land also. So I'm thinking, I'm like wondering, okay, you're, you got four children and there's a land that the family owns. Am I supposed to have a piece of that land? I mean, is a portion of that to me? So like if it is, there's been a lot that's been hidden. And so same on my dad's side. My aunt worked to turn my grandmother against me so that she wouldn't put me in the will. Even if she did, there would be ways that they could try to finagle that shit. So I don't fuck with none of them. And they better not ever ask me for a motherfucking thing. And I know, and that's just that. So now that I done talked enough shit, <laughs> let me get up off of you, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all later. All right. Uh, I will be back soon. And uh, I'm going to try to take today for a little bit of um, relaxation and self-care because Spirit told me I need to take a break because I'll be working too damn much. And I also got that from a reading. They say you, you work too damn much. You work too hard and you're doing too much uh, rest, ease up off the gas. And I have it's hard for me to do that because... When I get tunnel vision and I'm just focused, I'm just I I will I'm I w I can become a workaholic. That's just me. I can be I can pile up so much shit for myself because it's a distraction. And y'all know it's a lot of people out there that distract themselves with work. I am guilty of that. I'll I'll freely admit that's what I can do and what I do often do. I'll distract myself with work. And and so I guess it's not too bad if I distract myself with constructive things versus destructive things peace joe peace christina peace everybody y'all have a good night well good morning good day because it's east coast 319 y'all have a good evening good night to the ones on the west coast and around the world good day good morning to everybody else and thank y'all for joining me for my little ramble my little nsp ramble uh, I'm going to have to come up with a clever little title because I'm going to have to get this energy out every now and then. I'm going to have to come on live and talk about the shit they do because I be tired of their ass. They always saying shit to me and expecting me to just eat it hook, line, and sink and not say nothing and not take offense. And God has really brought me a long way. Because even though I say what I say on my channel, God has brought me a long way because this was, it was a time when I really, really would have been real quick on, real quick on the draw. To say some smart shit back but now I don't do that now I just I, I calmly evaluate what's being said and then later on like I'll mull over it I think a lot about it and then I determine what the whole I, I usually pick up the intention and the energy off of it right I pick it up right away but then I sit and I think on it and as I ruminate and think on it and I and I consider all these different alternatives of why it was said and what the reasoning was and I really really go all deep down into the rabbit hole on it that's when I get mad and I'm like no you know what I'm gonna address this shit I always do that shit after the fucking fact because in the moment I be trying not to get smart because I know I can get aggressive real quick when somebody shows me like real nasty energy. So I try not, I've learned not to do that, not to react right away and to think it over and then talk my shit later privately. <laughs> or on my podcast or on my video, uh, my video or something. That's, what, that's usually what I do. I've learned to be more constructive, to talk my shit later 
And then if a motherfucker hear it, they just hear it. Fuck it. You shouldn't be listening if you don't want to hear me address some fuck shit that you done said. Because it's more than likely going to come out. I can't hold that shit in. That shit makes me sick. I cannot hold in anger. I cannot hold in feelings of upset. It makes me sick. So I have to talk about it or write about it or something. But usually talking it out and getting getting the upset out and just saying whatever I want to say is the way that I get over it. That's how I let it go. Now, I ain't going to fully let it go because I ain't going to never forget it. And I'm going to always be waiting for the same person to say some more fuck shit. And when the next time they say it, I'm going to be ready for them. That's all that is, you know. I've come to expect these things now. And you should too, beloved. Because see, as time goes on, you're going to see more of these demons come out. You, they really like, they're at the point now, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck how they treat people. They don't give a fuck what they say. That's just like with the military men, the former Israeli, um, or some high-ranking military officer that said aliens are already here and Trump already knows about it. That was on... Um, was it NBC News? Yeah, NBC and was on another website. Aliens are already here. Trump knows about it. They just don't want to be revealed to humanity. Well, I wonder what kind of aliens they are. I can theorize, but I'm not getting into that. But because they're already here, the other demons are going to show themselves freely too, including the ones in people. So you're going to, know, you're going to see a lot more shape-shifting, all right, and a lot more suspicious behavior. All right, that's where we're going right now, especially going into 2022. And as soon as, I, as soon as I said that, I saw something strange in the corner of my eye, like a black shadow in the corner of my eye. What the fuck is this? I usually don't see shit like that. See, they must see. I just said that you would be able to see them, and I just saw a black orb in the corner of my eye. And I keep my, my area very clean, so I'm not sure what that was. I don't believe it was a shadow. Like it wasn't. A, that was. I don't know what the fuck that was. But I do know. Last night when I was trying to sleep, I felt like I had some fucking agents next door because every time I would drift off to sleep, they start banging on shit next door in the in the driveway. And because it happened several times, every time I would drift off to sleep, I got up and I was like, this shit seemed real, real, real fishy. And I, and I got up and I watched them. I didn't turn on no lights and I watched them just peeking out the curtain to see what the fuck they were doing. Because I wanted to know if they were banging on shit next door to, to wake me up on purpose. Because you know that's what gang stalkers will do. They'll wake your ass the fuck up. They know when you go to sleep. They're always listening. So I wanted to see if that's what they were doing. But because I didn't hear any commotion from them tonight, I'm going to let it ride. But they've done that several times. It's been a couple of times when they were arguing outside in that house next door in the driveway and they were arguing so loud at like two o'clock in the morning that I woke up and I turned the light on. And as soon as I turned the light on, they shut up. Then I turned the light back off to try to go back to sleep and they start arguing again. So I don't trust them. I don't trust motherfuckers that do love funny kind of behavior like that because this is an older white neighborhood. It's a lot of retirees and military retirees here. And they shouldn't be keeping up that kind of commotion. So I, I started to feel like these are fucking agents next door or people that are overcome by something. And I've noticed that this is going on everywhere I go. Motherfuckers start acting stupid for some reason. So I know whatever spirits are dealing with them, they're being triggered. 
And that's why I said after my last experience, I will never live with another person unless it's a romantic partner and we're really, really good with each other. And then unless it's my children, I will never live with another adult unless it's a romantic partner or a spouse that I can really, really feel safe with because people always take their mask off once I'm settled, once I'm in the house, once they feel like they have power. And I can't trust like because of the nature of gang stalking, I can't trust people not to be up to no fucking good, usually. Like, not everybody, but most people that I've encountered are up to no fucking good in real life. Now, there's a lot of y'all, you know, divine brothers and sisters out there that are that I've met online. That's been a blessing. But these people around here, hmm, I hadn't met I hadn't met one yet that's on my frequency. I hadn't met one yet that's on my frequency between Columbia and here. Over the years, I ain't met one yet. So I guess God has just got it like that. But it also makes me a damn target and it makes me stick out like a sore thumb. So I'm always on guard for that reason. And it gets tiring. All right. So anyway, I'm done talking. I will talk to you all later. Thank you for joining me. Much love. Talk to you later. Bye. Good night. And good morning.